too. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our expiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Wait a minute. There's no birthday party for me here. Hey, bro. You mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm going head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid, right. rock it up and down your block With a bottle of scotch All right, all right Welcome everybody, it is Monday, March 27th This is the Mike Rutherford Show We're coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studio Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the U of L College of Business can do for you. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the land. You know what better is the big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on a Monday reacting to the, the, the news of the weekend. And unfortunately, we're not going to be here celebrating a Final Four. We're not going to be here celebrating the continuance of a Louisville basketball season. We're going to have to react to the L women getting blitzed last night by Caitlin Clark. Have you ever heard of Caitlin Clark? You familiar with the name? That sounds familiar. Do you do you, do you know who she plays for? I think she just got her fifteenth rebound. Just <laughs> she, oh yeah, they just. <laughs> well, sorry about that. Uh, Iowa takes to the cards last night and ends the season. No more Louisville basketball here in the Derby City. The men finished like sixteen months ago, but uh, the women done now officially, which means no more Cardinal basketball. Always a sad day when you can't say that anymore. Uh, we'll react to the men's Final Four being established, the women's Final Four. There are two more regional final games tonight. We've also got some more look, roster reconstruction, full swing, still going on. Louisville's reaching out to more transfers. There's more talk about who may be interested in joining the fold. We also have more players in the transfer portal now as more big teams see their seasons come to an end. Uh, we've got spring football in full swing. Jeff Brom had some updates. Keith Wynn had another practice update on Card Chronicle over the weekend if you missed it. We'll give you a little bit of a rundown of what he had to say there. And, of course, we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Reminder, Thornton's is giving you 32-ounce fountain drinks for just 89 cents for a limited time. So stop into one of the 76,112 area Thornton's locations. Grab yourself a 32-ounce drink. Get yourself some cheap gas with the Refreshing Rewards app. And then text us at 502-414-1450. TK, outside of the hoops, how's the weekend? It's actually high-quality gas at cheap prices. High quality gas, cheap At prices. Cheap prices. We don't want to confuse anybody. Thinks they're getting like you know half, half generic gas. You're you're damn right. We don't want them confused just because they're getting the, the prices of what they think might be cheap gas. It's actually high quality. I just gas. meant yeah, the price, cheap gas. Yeah. Well, I want to clarify that. I mean, let's be real. 
<laughs> as long as it gets the car going, I just want it to be as cheap as possible. Imagine you, paying for premium gas. Have you ever have you, you ever used premium in one of your cars? No, never. I've, I've never, never, I've I've never, never used, thought about it. The only time I've ever used premium was one time when I picked the lower, the unleaded under one. And as I was moving the neat, the, the nozzle from the, literally from the, the pump to my car, the tube hit the, the, uh, the expensive one and switched over to it. And I didn't realize that I, that I put it in a hit pump and I'm like watching it. I'm like, what? Oh, wait a second. You <laughs> accidentally got, uh, I mean, accidentally gas. paid for it. That's the only way I would ever do it. I've ever done it. So now every time I move it, I'm always checking to make sure I don't push the button on accident with the, uh, with the tube again. I could have a billion dollars <laughs> in my bank account. I'm still not going to pay for premium gas. I'm still, there's, there's no way. It, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't help. I mean, is it, Better for the engine. I mean, I do pay for the more like nicer oil when I get my oil changed. I mean, am I full for that too? As long as the car is going to run, I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. I'm I'm, I'm right there with you, buddy. I don't. I'm, I'm not. Don't. I'm. Yeah, I'm right there. If you pay for premium gas on the regular, text us and let us know, and let us know what kind of type of life you're living. I want to know why too. Is it just because are, are you just doing it so you say you can? Is it better for the environment? Maybe they're calling is it me better now. For the car. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. I've never. I've known that I'm never going to do it. I've known that I'm never going to have the money to do it. So I've never even really investigated. I've never done any research yeah. as far as why I should get premium gas. I just know that it's always an option. And I'm like, who is, who's paying for this? Who's doing this? Yeah. Like, I, I, some people are. That's, I, I'm, I'm sincerely curious. Other than that, though, which I didn't had no intention of getting in that, that, that rant right That's there. But, um, no, outside of basketball, pretty pretty solid weekend. I did a little, uh, did a, for some reason, CMT had a uh, Polly Shore marathon going on, a double feature. Classic country music. So I watched, I, I mean, that's what I think of. My be, the best part was when I was watching Son-in-Law. There's a, I'm, I'm sure you haven't seen it because it's probably beneath you. But I've seen Biodome. I liked Biodome a lot back in the day. I've I, never seen Son-in-Law. I thought you were maybe too good for that, too. No, but, I love Biodome. Okay. I mean, I, I got to remember, I mean, when with the whole Shell Hell thing, I've learned that you're just kind of, you're, you're you're the you're the you're the expensive gas is too good for some of our jalopies. Over no, here. I'm not. I, I just I I, I watched by like, I would have watched Shallow How when it came out. I guess but, like I'm not going to take time out of my day 23 years later to watch Shallow How. And if I hadn't seen Biodome when I was in high school, no, I probably wouldn't be watching it now. I appreciate you you, you raising your voice from that ivory tower you're talking to me from, but that's okay. <laughs> so I watched. I ended up watching uh, Son in Law. Shallow tower. And tower. <laughs> One of my favorite part, I don't know if you've seen Sun Live, those who have, there's just like one random scene where he's trying on assless chaps. And he turns around, it's just like his butt. There's no like nothing else, just just a butt. And then we haven't seen on NYPD in NYPD Blue a week on a week to week basis. Butts are cool. And here we are in twenty twenty three and that scene comes up and they put a black box over Polyshore's butt. No, it's CMC. <laughs> what do you expect? But he uses the black box anymore. You could have like cut the video in some way. To... CMT used it, uh, but I, I enjoyed that, uh, and then that was followed by Encino Man, which who would have known that in 2023 it would have two Oscar winners? Damn right, uh, a best for for best actor and best supporting actor. Somebody made a point to talk about like, um, and that, so that was about. I was really about it all. Watch I, the rest of it was. I mean, Sunday was all like sports. between Biodome and Encino Man and um, uh, Son in Law. There's like four Academy Award winners now. That have been in those movies. Well, Cena Man has two. I know. Somebody was pointing it out, like all this stuff, but it was, it was. I could see. I wish I, I had the, the stat in front of me. It was like it was a wild fact. I mean, I guess the the dad and son in law maybe won an Academy Award for something. I don't. I can't remember. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, well, Biodome. I don't know who would have won anything from Biodome. <laughs> don't worry about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Joey Laurie Adams, and Stephen Baldwin's hilarious. 
I guess one, probably one of the scientists that just had a really bad role in that movie. Could be. <laughs> probably ended up being a British actor yeah. that won something popular. But besides that, out and about? No, no, no. Little pretty, Bach fest? Little, no, no. Had uh, got some got some Captain D's on Saturday. Got some. Uh, oh, I tried a new place called Girls Burger Diner. Diner Girl. I've, Burger. I've heard good things. Burger Burger Boy and Burger Girl. Yeah, I didn't try the boy. I just went with the girl. The girl's the one out closer to us. Okay. And it, well, it's also the only one on DoorDash. Oh. Uh, and again, I don't know what it is with DoorDash. I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to reward me without telling me. Like I, because you know what happened with the Cattleman's order. That yes, they, this, they, disaster for somebody else. Yeah, treasure trove for you. Also, I've been kind of like on eggshells ordering from them again, just like wondering if they're going to be like, "Hey, do you have the rest of our food we sent you on accident? <laughs> like they're going to want it back in some way." <laughs> so I've been a little edgy on ordering with them again. So I ordered something new at this place, and I didn't go. I didn't go all out. I just got like a just like a single cheeseburger and some fries. Fries were excellent, by the way. Yet they sent me a double quarter pounder with cheese combo, like for, for no reason. Hmm. Like just it was just there. I looked at my receipt; they didn't charge me. Everything I ordered was there, and they just sent me free food for just I guess because I'm cool like that. I guess that's what it is. Now, unfortunately, they put lettuce, tomato, and some other crap on it, so I had to throw half of it away. But because I couldn't eat it because it tasted like it. But I, I some I ate one of the burger patties, and then the girls had some of the rest. Okay, but it was it was tasty. Have you ever been there? Uh yes. Okay, you recommend now? Would this make a Burger Week choice, or is this? Yeah, I think we actually talked about when we were doing Burger Week. A lot of people suggested Burger Boy and Burger Girl for you. Okay, uh, I've had Burger Boy. I've not had Burger Girl, which is very close to where I live now, but I, I'd like to. Burger Boy is good. Very what, good. What's the difference? Just one has like peanuts on it. One I guess it's, it's like it's, it's like a sister restaurant. Like oh, okay. The same thing, basically. Yeah. Right. The fries are excellent, though. Yeah, I love the spicy fries. There you go. That's a recommendation from tk right there that is a weekend with the kelsey manor i hope you i hope you lived vicariously through me just now and just had a ball and uh what about you what how about the rutherford household over the weekend i know you had babysitters covering for you so you could watch basketball and only on friday because mary had to work a little bit bit, and i obviously had to work uh we she was able to i think she took the kids out on saturday when the game started and yesterday we kind of just Mary's like, she kept them upstairs. And, of course, Virginia's like, I'll go downstairs. I won't bother Daddy. And I put a video on Instagram where she's, like, bringing over her ice cream cart t- t- truck toy and, like, dancing, but, like, trying to act like she's not paying attention to me. Like, so, so that didn't really work. But it was it was fine. A lot of basketball. We had ballet on Saturday. Uh, ballet went well. We did, we did great there. You're doing ballet and soccer, man. You are ballet and soccer. Man. She's killing it. Yeah. We're, we're It's that age. You got to get them out and about. Now, uh, Saturday was the good games, too. So Saturday you- was the good games. Saturday was a late night. Saturday was, yeah, yeah I ended up uh, – Head right, and then John is like, stop sleeping through the night again. I don't know what's going on there. It's he's killing us, uh, but he's getting up twice a night and just, just, it's it's rough. But uh, but it was good. Was the, the hoops were great. Saturday night was fantastic for basketball, like you mentioned. Um, Sunday, uh, yeah. I always enjoy like this Monday, like kind of coming up for air and being like, okay, like you know, a little bit of time to to relax, get back to outside. And yesterday was so beautiful outside too. I, I kind of hated that we didn't get to really do anything. Like Mary had the kids outside for a bunch, but I couldn't partake. Um, the weather though, this time of year, I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up because you know, there's like one last gasp of winter coming. There's gonna be one, two or three day stretch where, well, today's a nice day too. It's beautiful. But like, I, you, mean, yeah. I, I know a day's coming like, at, the, at the end of this week where it's going to be like 25 degrees in the morning. I'm still having to de-ice the car before I take the, uh, take Virginia uh, school. That's one of the reasons why I got KRC. Like I, I had to quit. I couldn't handle the de-icing car every morning. It was just, it, it drove me nuts. It sucks. It's not fun at all. It's the most uncool thing. And I hate like people would be like. Well, just park it in the garage. Like, 
hate you right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, we don't all have garages. Thank you very much. In fact, I had once had a garage. I'm living in it currently. <laughs> but the room I'm using is a room. <laughs> well, yeah, ivory towers and such. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it was a good weekend. The kids were fun. Uh, we we had a good time. I it was it's always such like a blur. I don't remember. I know Mary went to the mall. I know we had some other stuff. We did some other stuff before basketball. But I can just never. I feel like I never remember what happened when we just got done. But it was it was good. It was fun. That's all right. I have that I have that problem too on occasion. I know. I know you do. Uh, let's talk. We'll start today. Last night in Seattle, U of L women taking on Iowa. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, I think we all had high hopes, especially after the start uh, of Louisville, bucking the odds again, making a Final Four, and then we get to the Final Four, just seeing what happens. Maybe somebody else will be, you know, maybe South Carolina will slip and fall and do something bad. But like, I mean, part of you kind of wanted to at least to take a chance. At exactly. Again, I, mean, right? I mean, I did. I you mean, had a I'm, chance I'm, to make history, be be the, the the giant slayer for the second time in yeah. in ten years. I had friends talking like you just you're low. you didn't want to meet South Carolina again, really. I was like, I don't. Look, you know what? I wasn't afraid to play Connecticut the second time. I'm not afraid to play South Carolina the second time. We may lose by 30 or 40 like everyone else, but let's do it. Let's bring it. I mean, if the option is getting to the Final Four and playing them or not getting to the Final Four and avoiding playing them, you take the shot. I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously you'd love for somebody else to knock them off so you have a better path to a national title. But if that's who you have to go through, then you got to go through them. I and if you lose by 40, then so so be it. Like yeah. they're, they're really good. It was by 40. Last time it was like 13, wasn't it? Yeah, last year was it was fairly competitive. They were always in control, but we stayed well, yeah, within. We, you know, I want to say they kept it like fifteen twenty the whole game, and we ended up. They were always up by around ten. I felt like, yeah, and, I, and, and you know, we were always they, they were really good, and they're yeah. re- they're even better this year. There's so. a reason why they were picked like like negative uh, negative six hundred on odds. Yeah, we have worse than even money. Yeah, they be, ended up beating us by thirteen, but I mean, we were down by eight at halftime. Yeah, we were hung with them. We were down by ten, started the fourth quarter. I mean, it was just we were always kind of right there. You know they were scared to see us again. Yeah, I don't know about that, but oh, they were. It would have been nice to have the shot, and we're not going to because uh, Caitlin Clark scored forty-one points and had a triple double last night. Although it wasn't, it wasn't Playing really fast a triple double. triple double, aren't we? It, can bit? we take that, that's where we'll start with the one negative that she had the entire game because everything else was tremendous. I mean, the tenth rebound is the biggest joke of all time. They just wanted to. They knew she was coming out of the game. They. It's easier to say a forty-point triple double than it is to be like. 41 points, 12 assists, and 9 rebounds. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's wordier. It, made, it, it was lazy. It made everything so much easier to talk about in, in those terms if you just gave it. I mean, she just smacked the ball out. It wasn't, and it wasn't like a controlled smack out. She, like, three hands were on the ball, and they gave her credit for the rebound. What, what, was it worse than Ricky Davis when he remembered the Cavs when he threw it against the backboard and caught it himself? Well, at least that was technically right. <laughs> so he could get a triple-double in that game. <laughs> this was, I mean, like, I'm watching the action, and I'm like, they take her out of the game, and I'm like, oh, like, she didn't, she didn't get it. And the announcers are like, a 41-point triple. I'm like, well, hold on. Like, no, statistician, they're like, he just updates us. Nobody even announced. <laughs> you know, they, they've got the, the tracker going the entire uh, you know, fourth quarter, and nobody even announces when that play happens. There it is, the 10th rebound for Caitlin Clark. Like, they just lied. They just, they just made it up to make it an easier narrative. But I get it. Whatever. It's fine. I, I will say, like, I, this, this may make me like a, a villain in this conversation. I saw everybody complaining about how much they were talking about her. And like, as a Louisville fan, I get it. But also, like, she's incredible, and she was having one of the best games we've seen yeah. in, in, ever, ever in an NCAA tournament. What do you want to do? I think you always have to remember, like, it may annoy you when a player on the other team is getting this this God treatment. You know, everything comes back to her. Like, oh, my God, what a pass. Like, a pretty simple bounce pass. But you have to understand, they're not doing it for you. They're doing it for 
everybody else. Obviously, Iowa fans love it, but the objective viewer who's watching that game on a on a Sunday night, they want to see Caitlin Clark. They want the Caitlin Clark hype. Imagine yourself watching a game involving two teams that you really don't care about, but you're pretty much just there to watch, I don't know, Trey Young or or somebody else who's crazy, Zion Williamson. Then you kind of get why they go over the top of the coverage. They're not doing it for you. They're doing it for everybody else. And I, I mean, I, I get it. And at a certain point, like, I saw everybody complain, like, like, oh, Caitlin Clark did this, Caitlin Clark. I'm like, I mean, she's also making, like, every effing shot. Like, this is one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. Uh, she kind of deserves all this hype. She deserves a little stat tracker. It gets annoying when they do it for players who don't deserve it. Like, the back in the day, the Ben Simmons stuff was, I was just you're gonna react. Was so cool. over the – and then there were games where, like, they would have a – even the Trey Young was a little over the top. I was going to say there were know. games with Trey Young where he would have like nine points and two, and they have his his stats constantly in the bottom left. Or they would like they do split screen with other games. Like that's when it gets over the top. When she's in the middle of, of making history, I'm like, yeah, you, you can kind of hype it up a little bit. I, 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 they stopped, I get it. ESPN stopped doing that with Christian Cunningham a little bit, didn't they? Because they tried doing it with him. And Christian just, Cunningham, the guy that went to Oklahoma State, not Christian Cunningham. Oh, uh, Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, the one that he had to play Detroit, which I guess he's still Detroit. I mean, he's kind of, I don't know what he's doing since he got picked number one, but I felt because they did like, they kept doing like every year they went with Trey, then they went with Ben, and I think, I think they tried to do it with Cunningham, and it kind of. Well, Trey Young, they only did it because remember, he, Cunningham kind of fell like, flat, and they were like, well, this really is Trey Young working. was like the number 28 player in the class. They only did it when he started, like, through two months, when he like led the country in assistant points. That's when they really started honing in on him. But like, they definitely did it before, like, Ben Simmons, before he ever stepped foot on the uh, floor. They were like, hyping him up, hyping LSU up, and going way over the top. I, I get it if a player's having a crazy season. I get it if a player's having a crazy game. But when you're forcing it a little too much, I, I, I don't get it. But last night was fine, I thought. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't hurt that they were ahead most of the time. And every time they brought her up, for the most time, it was because she'd just thrown an assist or a shot. Or she was doing everything. Made a steal, yeah. And I know, I did see on Twitter where a lot of little fans were like, you know, like you said, complaining about her name being mentioned. And it's funny that I was reading that, and then I, they come back from halftime, and they spend like five minutes talking about Haley Van Lith. Yeah. I'm like, they did have a little feature on they, Haley. They did, yeah. And then uh, right, after, right after halftime. I love the shot of her dad just <laughs> looking furious in the crowd. They show him, he's just like, he's like, just like lying there, like apoplectic. He's no, da- he's no Papa Timmy, though. He's, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is probably good. <laughs> I seriously think Papa Timmy may, may be abusive. <laughs> no, don't hold me to that. Uh, but. I think the, 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 I mean, it was nice. There was, uh, during the second half, they did spend some time talking about Jeff Walls, uh-huh. even though it was about him's connection with, with her. Caleb Clark, yeah. Yeah. Coached her. They coached her. He, 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 he got approval. He can text her. It's like the only time they have talked about Walls in the second half is his relationship with her. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. A little while, it was nice to see, it, really after that little 5 nothing run they had into the first, beginning of the first half or second half. It was all Iowa after that, and even the run they made in late, and it was kind of yeah. like this is. It, it was just about them. Yeah. Fight. It, it was like kind of one of the men's games this year, where you're like they kept fighting and they kept like plugging along. I went over three on bets on Sunday. Yeah, it, it was, Sunday was a, that was just a kind of a you. slow sun, a bad the, not a bad oh. Sunday of hoops, but it was. Right, stay focused on the women's game. Real quick. I know. We'll I get know. we'll get to all this. Stuff. The 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 thing about the the game yesterday though, I thought like we didn't play badly. The whole time I'm watching this game, I'm like we're playing pretty well. They're just making 26-footers. Now, the, the other thing was they took a lot of open threes because Louisville clearly had a, a game plan of, like, make somebody besides Caitlin Clark beat you. Like she, and she was making outrageous shots, but when she wasn't, when we were, we were sending two people at her, she was hitting open, sh- open shooters on the perimeter, and they've got a ton of good outside shooters. It reminded me of, like, watching that second half, I was like, this is what the 05 West Virginia game would have been 
if Kevin Pitsnagel just never started missing. Like, if, if he just never just stopped making everything. If Mike Gansey never went cold. But Pitsnagel never did stop missing. Actually. Yeah, he missed a couple at the end. Like, they started, I think they only ended up making, like, four threes in the second half, which after going 12 of 15 in the first half or whatever it was. Or the 2012, more, maybe the better comparison is, the, remember the Florida game in 2012? When they came out like West Virginia, just shooting the lights out, and mm-hmm. then they went cold in the second half a little bit, and we made the big comeback. That was you know, the first half was the same last night, and then the second half was the same as the first half in those games. Like they just they never started missing. Thank you, Tim McCarver. Yeah, I mean it, it was the exact like it was just unreal. Like they just they ne- they never let up. They just ne- were relentless last night, and we like I mean unless we were going to score 100 points. We had we had no answer to that. I thought we played pretty well. We scored, what, 85? 83. Uh, 83, yeah. yeah I we, mean. we did all we could. I mean, we Haley played well. Olivia Cochran played great inside. Like, she maybe played her best game of the season, which leaves you a little bit confident for for next year. But, like, I mean, CeCe Carr was hitting. She's been kind of – she's sort of a hot and cold player. She was hot last night. It was just, like, when they're going to score 97 points and play like that, like, you're just – South Carolina is probably the only team that can beat them. And we didn't have an answer. They're just – a better team playing their A-plus game. We played, I think, an A game, and we lost by 14. What can you say? You tip your cap. Stuff like that happens in sports. We'll be back. We'll be back. It was a nice run. I mean, to be to go from where we were in January, where I think after that Wake Forest game that we lost on the road, when they were, I think that Wake Forest team was 2-9 and nine in the ACC, and we kind of all of a sudden were like, I mean, are we safe to make the NCAA tournament? You know, there was talk of us being on the bubble. There was talk of us, even when we started playing better, being an 8-9-10 seed. To go from there... To, I mean, a, a six straight elite eight, one of only three programs in the country to do that, joining South Carolina, Connecticut, uh, and now I mean I think we're the only program uh, to to go to because Tennessee losing and UConn losing, we became the only program to go to some, like whatever it was consecutive regional finals. South Carolina's right there was Sweet Sixteens. Yeah, it's just it, it's an unreal streak, and for this team to to get, to continue to do that, Jeff Walls gets it done. I, he's going to have to. I mean, we'll talk about this now. The recruiting class coming in is there's not much coming coming in. Like it, this is a rare season where we don't have a top five class coming in. We don't have a bunch of McDonald's All Americans coming in that can help. And your McDonald's All Americans from last year, two of them are, are gone. They went ahead and transferred. So he's going to have to do what he's done so well in recent years, which is kill to the transfer portal. He and Kenny Payne are both in the same boat when it comes to that. But I expect that he will. But I mean, as sad as it is to see this program not get back to a Final Four, it was a great run. They did what I think. We all hope they were going to do. They got a nice upset win over Texas. They took care of business against Ole Miss and Drake, and they ran into a buzzsaw last night against Iowa, who's like they were. People thought they should have been a one seed for a reason. They were they were very very good. You but went, you went to the Elite Eight for again the fifth straight time. But that's moot. You just went to the Elite Eight. You got beat by a team that was clearly ranked higher and yeah. better than you. There's no shame in that whatsoever. No, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a satisfying end. It's better than. You know, if we'd lost the game to Ole Miss in the Sweet 16, or if we'd gotten beaten the first round by Drake, obviously, and taken Walls' first ever first round loss, that would be a bitter pill to swallow. But this one, you know, you can say, I think you can hold your head up high after this one. It's, I'll tell you, of all, all the Iowa love the announcers were, were saying, one thing did kind of annoy me when they were like, they talked about the crowd there, and they were like, well, Louisville kind of brings a small, you know, they have a good contingent here, too. Like, yeah. Tuck and cheeking in there, like, these people came all the way from Iowa. I'm like, wait a minute, we're a farther lot, away than I am. A lot closer. Yeah, they're closer than we are to to, to Seattle. Like, I, I'm, I know I'm not good at geography here, but wait a minute, that doesn't add up. That's <laughs> the thing where it's like, and these are, it's basically just 300 fans of Haley Van Lith. And I was like, I mean, it's, we had some people travel. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, it is a long way to go. 
Uh, yeah, so the, the stat that I was looking for, we are the only program with Tennessee and UConn losing earlier this weekend to make each of the last five Elite Eights. So suck at South Carolina. You've been about to win back-to-back national titles, but you haven't been to five straight Elite Eights. Eat yeah. It. Eat it. Yeah, overrated dunce. How about UConn, by the way? They, they had their streak of 14 straight Final Fours, which is absurd. And I think they'd been to 29 straight regional finals, snapped with the Sweet 16 loss. It made me feel good to know that they're no, – Gino did the thing where you could tell he's a little bit rattled because everybody's kind of – they don't want to say it to his face, but they're like – Changing at the time, you know, you guys haven't <laughs> you missed been, one you guys the first time in decades. But like, you know, they haven't been dominant recently. They, they've not been the dominant force in college basketball no. for a few years. They were a two seed, though. I think weren't they? Right, yeah. but uh, you, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, UConn was the team for like 15 years. Like they expected to win it every single year, and recently they've been losing in the Final Four. Once they've gotten there, they haven't been top seeds, and now they're losing in the Sweet 16. And everybody kind of was trying to dance around this narrative, and you could tell it bothered Gino because he's like. You know, we had to lose at some point. Like, we're gonna start another streak next year. I'm like, are you though? Because it kind of feels like you're losing, you're losing the stranglehold that you once had in the sport. This is kind of becoming South Carolina and some other teams' world, and I like it. And we've be, we've beaten them two times in a row. It's it's good. But that run is outrageous. I don't think you'll ever see that duplicated on the men's or the women's side. 14 straight Final Fours. No, is nuts. No, I mean that's UCLA level. I mean that's beyond it, UCLA I mean, level. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. UCLA, I think won like seven or went to ten, an eight straight or something like that. Wasn't there seven straight? Went to ten overall, but uh, at, at least you know what. All, all in all, though, you know you can't. Louisville can still say we're still the last team to beat them in the first round. You're, that's right. I still can't take that away from. Him. By the way, that year that we beat him in the first round, nineteen ninety three, the last time Ohio State and Iowa, I believe, made the final four in the women's tournament. Really, I know. I know Ohio State was there because that was the one I remember watching. Katie Smith versus uh, Cheryl Hoop Swoops. In the championship game, that's the first title Final Four, and I believe that's what they mentioned. She lost Iowa. Their last Final Four was a loss to uh, to uh, Texas Tech in that tournament. Nice. So there's a little uh, some interesting trivia there for you. I like that because I, I I saw all connected back to 1993. Because Walls was doing his press conference on I guess yesterday before the game, or talking to reporters maybe two days ago, and he said Rebecca Lobo told him that the last time UConn lost back to back games it was in 1993 to Louisville. And he said if he'd known that, he would have immediately texted Gino to let him know about it. Like, that, was, <laughs> that was nice. Walsh, you could tell, had a lot of respect for the Iowa coach. I mean, he talked to her for a long time after the game. It wasn't. I think a lot of people don't like Jeff, and I'm sure there's some people that Jeff doesn't like. But you could tell that he had a, a good relationship with this coach and was very complimentary of her team. And I'm sure he was probably telling her, you know, go win it all. And I'd be fine with that Iowa team. As much as it annoyed me so, at times last night, because you're playing them, you know, just not missing it. I'd be fine with that Iowa team one at all. They seem to have you – know, she's fun to watch. I mean, I just, I'd, I'd be okay with anybody other than South Carolina just because I like to see the – Just upset. change it up a little bit, yeah. yeah. Like, I see, really, I'm knock really off not, David. Not, I'm not, knock no, off Goliath. I'm not annoyed by South Carolina and, and all, all being shut down my throat just yet. That I'm okay with it, but still. I just like to see – like you said, yeah, just let's see the upset. Let's see, let's see a little, little twist in it. I'm with It's women's basketball. We could use something like that. We could. We could use a little little over Baylor situation from somebody else. The expected team to win it. The other team in that final four, by the way, was Vanderbilt 93. That's kind of wild. <laughs> you got to give me a thousand guesses when I got that one right. The other thing that last <laughs> night made me think of, and I, I feel like I've thought, I, I definitely had the same thought last year when we lost. Yeah, because, like we talked about, it wasn't a situation where you know, we, we lost to a worse seeded team or we lost when we were, like, they, they clearly were a better team than we were. And they played their A game. And there's only, there's only so much you can do in those situations. 
and you kind of you walk away and you're like, well, we just you know we got to get a more talented team if we want to win national title. We we got to you know beef up some players. We we got to get a star like like Clark or something like that. And it just makes me because I had the same thought after losing to South Carolina last year, where it's just this feeling of they're just better, and you need a miracle to beat a team like that. And it just made me so upset thinking about we were that team in 2018. And we got screwed by one of the worst calls in the history of the sport. Well, I'll never get over it. Well, and they gifted the championship to a team that we'd beaten three times and blown the hell out of uh, just a month earlier in Notre Dame. I'll just like, you know, you always think, and you and I, I feel like we've talked about this on the show a lot, especially when, remember we were talking about when the Bengals lost the Super Bowl last year. You, know, you always, when you've got this young talent, you've got the great coach and you've had a great run, you just keep thinking, it's fine. You know, we'll be back. Those chances, just, they, they come along. There's so few and far between. And to have that taken from us a couple of years ago just feels like that was the team. We had the, we had the most talented team in college basketball. We had the best roster. We had the best coach. We were playing the best basketball. And to see it not happen then, it just it stings now as you go down the line and you realize how rare it is to be able to assemble uh, a roster that has that much ability. Now you know how I felt when Carl Shepard stole from Philly. <laughs> well, but you at least you'd won one not that long ago. You at least yeah, had that going True, true, but... Like everything else in sports, I'm greedy. I want another. I don't blame you. Look, Patrick Mahomes and I are friends now. I can't talk bad about him. <laughs> Why do you want him to be tears? Why his brother? <laughs> it's, it's not Jackson. It's Patrick. We're friends. He told me. He, t- he DM'd me. We're fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, a couple of your texts from the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450, and we'll shift the conversation to the men's tournament, which has a bizarro Final Four. Hey, nice segue from bad officiating that we got screwed 18 to maybe bad officiating in Louisville. Yeah, well, we, can, we can have that uh, debate. Uh, uh. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. We'll get to there <laughs> coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Like okay, go on, go on. Sorry, I kind of like that movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good. I, I like the yeah. plot. I like the idea. It was a, a thinking outside the box originality. For sure. something that you don't see today. I agree. I, I enjoyed it too. Uh, reminder: you know, we've been giving away. We gave away some loose city tickets last week, some season tickets, and some individual tickets. We're going to give away a uh, a, a set of racing Louisville season tickets today. One set of racing Louisville season tickets. That's going to, I think, happen in the four o'clock hour. 
Uh, we gave away the Lucity ticket, by the way. They got steamrolled by the El Paso Locomotives, who were supposed to be like the worst team in the USL. Did you mean to have that pun, by the way? No, but it worked. It worked. <laughs> no, okay, I didn't know if you actually played They got rolled. That sounds like a great SB Nation headline, though. Steamrolled. Steamrolled by the uh, yeah. Express. I don't get to do that, but and, uh, you know, they, they do that for me. But 3 uh, nothing, the final at Lynn Family Stadium. It was a beautiful day, too. The weather cooperated, but the team, unfortunately... Uh, laid a little bit of an egg, but so our apologies if, if our, I don't know if it's not us. That, that's the thing. I can't stress this enough. It's not our fault. Single guy's still single. That this happened. Like, single, I'm, I'm a, no, no woman's going to sleep with me after a three nothing loss. Single dude's like, well, <laughs> is it me? Which is kind of how I felt watching the games at the Yum Center where it's like, yeah, is, is it the rims? Was it us the whole year? Did we get screwed here? But a reminder, if you want to get Lucidity or Racing Loose season tickets, uh, you can still do so if you don't want to rely on us with the giveaway. You can call 502-LUCITY or visit lucity.com slash tickets to buy your tickets today. Uh, you can also visit racinglufc.com slash tickets to purchase those season tickets. Lucity season tickets, just $17 per ticket. Racing Lou, $14 per ticket. Either way, it's a fantastic deal. The weather's great. The beer's always cold at Lynn Family Stadium. You're going to have a great time. So keep it keep it here. 4 o'clock hour, we'll tell you how you can win those Racing Lou season tickets. Uh, let's take a few texts here on the Thornton Sex Live before we move on to the men's tournament, 502-414-1450. Uh, we're talking, I don't know how, but premium gas came up. And we asked. Because <laughs> of the way you were made your read, and I had, I had to defend Thornton. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah, because I yeah. said cheap gas, which I, I feel like is a good thing. Yeah. But you were like, you had to make it a point to say premium gas at cheap prices. There you go. Texas says some cars do require premium gas. I carpool with a guy whose car does. It's a, either a Nissan or a Cadillac. I don't remember which one. It has to have it. That well, would, be, I've never had either of those cars, so maybe that's why. <laughs> I mean, I would like, I, I have to look into that before buying the car. Like, that's, it's kind of a red flag for me. I mean, wouldn't, shouldn't that, should that come with like a little like sticker on the, on the, on the dashboard that says requiring a premium gas? Yeah, you'd ha- it'd have to. That's, that's need to know information. Yeah, I would think, and, and now my grandfather should drive a Cadillac, but I don't remember him ever using premium gas. Texas, well, there's the shallow hell update that I was going to ask for. <laughs> Nope. nope, Mike's still in his ivory tower, looking down like Rapunzel, not giving us uh, any glimpse of Shell How. Texture says, I keep picturing the, to me, it's cinema meme with Trevor talking about Shallow How. Have you seen that before? Uh-uh. It's like a, it's a, it's a guy, he's in one frame, he's like playing a, like a cello, I think, and the other, he's like looking up at the clouds and it says, to me. That is cinema, and that's that is you talking about shallow. I mean, I'm, a lot of people like think I've put it on this pedal. Like, I, I think I told a texter on Friday that was like, like determined, like bash it, like every actor in it hates him. It's it, it's not. I'm not like calling it any hall or anything. It's not like I'm I'm saying it deserves an Oscar. You think Shallow House is the best movie ever made? It is a bleep and fart that. joke in a movie, and it is it's sophomoric. It's got poop jokes. It's got. It's it is it's dumb and dumb. It's it's a great stoner comedy. You think Shallow Howl deserved at least three Oscars? Is what well, you said on the show. That, Top Gun Maverick verbatim. got nominated. I that's, mean, there's really <laughs> Top Gun Maverick won an Oscar for what? I don't remember, but I remember people yeah, were like people were like, "Thank God it didn't get shut out. Like it deserved it deserved all the Oscars." <laughs> I love that you look down your nose at Top Gun Maverick, but you're sitting here defending Shallow Howl to the death on I a daily basis. Neither of these things are true. You're the one that looks down. I mean, come on. Mr. I do look down at Shallow Howl. I, you look down on a lot of movies. I don't understand it. I don't understand anyone who who could just worship Magruder, which I'm not bashing that. I'm not, I'm not I'm against it. 
I'm just saying you can't ba- you can't worship that and then bash Shallow How. I'm just saying I'm not gonna you're like begging me to watch Shallow How. I'm not. I going, think you would like it. Maybe. I'm not gonna watch Shallow How. <laughs> did you get dumped in a Shallow How premiere or something? No, I just have no. Were, interest were you in watching, a, did you did you go see a movie on a date and she walked out on you? I've got no interest in watching movies that I had no interest watching in 2001 that came out in 2001. There's something that happened to you in Shallow How. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. It just looked always looked like a bad movie that I didn't want to watch then. I don't want to watch it now. You, you just hate Jason Alexander. Kind of. <laughs> Texas, some cars require higher octane premium gas because they have higher end fuel injectors, and without the higher octane levels, the car engine will run more rough. Okay. These are all things that I have no idea what they mean. Uh, Patrick Texas, I was inter Patrick, says uh, Jenna's Infinity requires it, and so does her mom's BMW. It says it somewhere on the gas cap. Well, but if it, if it, I mean, that would deter me from wanting to buy the car, right? I don't think any of us, I don't think either one of us have issues with not wanting to buy a BMW anytime soon. <laughs> Being, oh, no, I'm never. That's driving. the only reason I don't drive a BMW. Wasn't that the BMW? Wasn't that the, the car I couldn't get out of that day I had to borrow my buddy's car and you came over and I was stuck in it? <laughs> wasn't that a BMW? I think you did have a BMW. Yeah. Those like, things are you? death traps. They were t- it was tiny. It was a nice, very nice car. No, yeah, my, bu- my buddy, because his, 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 his wife, I call him his wife, but they, they're not technically married, but they've been together for like 30 years type thing, like hippies. And like his, her sister, her brother owns like a BMW dealership or runs one. So he's, he's always had a BMW, not like the nicest ones, but like, you know, an older version. And my car, yes, that's what it was. My car was broke down. I'm so pissed. I, he had to come pick me up. I could I was afraid to drive home. Like I couldn't see, like I couldn't turn around in the car. I was stuck. Remember that thing? I was like, no wonder the Nazis lost the war. This thing's horrible. Like this thing's t- t- the smallest car ever. It's like a clown car. No, I'm never. And you want me to put extra money gas in that thing too? Oh hell no. I think the text line's never hated one of these like asinine side conversation that we've had more than the shallow how one. They hate that it keeps coming up. Shallow how is complete dog crap. How are we still talking about this bleep movie a week later? Please stop talking about shallow how it sucks. Did you ever watch a Cino man? Yes, I did. I did. Okay, I didn't know if you were too good for that too or not. Again, I watched these movies when they came out. If I didn't watch them then, I'm not going to go back and watch them now. Oh, God, you won't go. So anything that's been out for what? What, what do you draw the line? If it's been over a year, you like refuse to ever watch no, it. No, like there's a thing about like the nostalgia with '90s and early 2000s movies. If you go back and watch them, if you watched them then and liked them then, I think you like them. But when you watch a movie for the first time that was like made in 1997. It doesn't like I've tried to do this I where just, I'm like, no, Com- it's, it's, comedy it's, it's, is comedy. You, man. you never moved on from 1997. Well, You're still there. Comedy, <laughs> not necessarily 100% true or false, but I mean, it's a comedy transcends, transcends. Some of it does, but some of it doesn't. Like, I, I, there's some movies where I watch now and I'm like, eh. I, I thought I remember it being funnier. It's not good. Or like, I'll watch, I'll like, I'm like, Mary, I can't believe you didn't. I'll do the you thing. I'm like, I can't believe you didn't watch this. And I'll show it to her and she's like, this is terrible. And I'm like, yeah, it does kind of suck. No, Barry probably wouldn't like Shallow How. I mean, there there's a, there is an entire dialogue over him bashing him going out with a girl with cankles. But I mean, it's no, besides it's, that, it sounds great. It's, it's funny. Texture says all chaps are inherently assless. Stating that they're assless is redundant. I, I wondered about that. Okay, that's good to know. This is like the time where I said, like, I think two years, three years ago, we had a bunch of issues with our house, and I said hot water heater. And we got like 7,000 texts. Like, it's just water heater. You don't have to say hot. I'm like, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Is that under the lines of like the ATM machine? Yeah. Yeah, which I still catch myself saying all the time. You it's fine. Like, there's certain things like that that just like when people say, 
ACC conference. Like technically, it's, it's Atlantic Coast Conference exactly, conference. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. But this is yeah. I mean, the hot water heater. People were just like, like it's it's water. Heater. I'll be honest, I'd never even put those two and two together. Hot water heater. Yeah, I just I, I said it because I was like, we needed a new hot water heater. I went out and they're like, it's just water heater. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what if there's a cold? I've water never system? said it since. I just cold say water, water heater. Is now. there a cold water cooler? <laughs> those people effectively did their their work. Like I I've, I've never forgotten that it's just the water heater. And now, I like when that happens to you, and then you just like you turn it on somebody else. Like some, if somebody else says hot water heater, in my mind, I'm like, it's just water heater. <laughs> you moron. How dare you? Texas Mike, I hear you, but they zoomed in on her knees. The knee zoom in was the what that was the line. That was when I was like, okay. And what was it, was it Rebecca Lobo was like, can we get her some knee pads? Yeah, I was like, like I was like, I've defended the coverage to a point, but this is this is the line. Now, the second half did get a little over the top, like I guess. I was, the the other thing, the like, closest thing we got uh, walls was some, her connection with her. I mean, that was I, I wouldn't lie about that. The other thing that kind of where I kind of rolled my eyes at like all of her stuff was I don't know if you saw this and this is maybe this was nothing, but when the game ended and they started celebrating, like she ran over to the the walk on whoever was in the game who was dribbling out the clock and like took the ball from her, like like this is mine, this is my keepsake. She like she like made it a point like everyone else runs to like celebrate at midcourt. She runs over to the girl with the ball, like takes the ball, and then joins her teammates celebrating. And then she does the post game interview and starts talking about how it wasn't me; it was like my team. And I'm like, I think that there's something you're hiding here. I was like, I think you're a little bit more self centered than you're laying out. When we came to the broadcast, I think the thing that probably is also a guarantee that I'm probably heading to hell that made me maybe laugh a little more than it should have was I don't I don't know if you caught it, but like later in the game when they were talking about the, the unfortunate with the the situation with the assistant coach and her father and he was bringing it up and he said, you know, that he she, she got to talk to him one last time. And his last words to her. And as soon as he says that the ref goes, We gotta fight now <laughs> on so and so. No no man on the clock. And I just I fell out of my chair <laughs> dying laughing. Did you catch that? I didn't. Oh, it was so great. And then the announcer comes back in the middle of a story. We have no idea what her last words were to her oh, father's man. last words to her. But when he, I mean, you couldn't have timed oh, it better terrible. with the official coming and go, we're checking to see if the time is off the clock. No foul. Common. Oh, it is a horrible story because that's the girl who's in Louisville. Uh, Ava Jones, who was the Iowa signee who got hit. No, no, they were talking about the assistant coach. And, uh, oh, I thought they were, no, I thought they were that was that a difference. Story. Yeah, apparently Iowa has, has got a, a very Jeez. long list of stories. No. They did talk about the signee girl and Jeff Wallace keeping helping out and everything. They did bring that up, but no, this was the uh, I guess the assistant coach, one of the longtime assistants. Her father just passed. No, which is still sad, but just the timing of the it's, official. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, literally, you couldn't have be- asked for a better timing on the official. And the announcers, but I guess we're oblivious to it because they just kept talking as the official went away. And he's he's like, what a sad story, Mom, Rebecca. And she's like, yeah, that is. I'm like, what happened? Texas, they were at one point spending a full minute talking about Caitlin Clark's knees. Yes, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was awkward. I'm yeah. with you there. That was that was over the top. <laughs> Texas, also, I was arguing that if Walls won last night, he'd be a top five women's coach all time. And even though that would have been a reach if it weren't for the top five, six coaches ever always getting either the generational big girl of the decade uh, or just being named Pat Summit or Gino Ariema, Walsh would have two rings. I, you can't put I, – I love Walsh. You can't put him in the top five without a title, though. I agree with you there. Especially when you have – I mean, I can name three women in college basketball that have multiple rings already in, that would be above and Multiple Final Fours, multiple rings. I mean, it does, he's top ten, I would say. It, I mean, it, it does suck that he, you know – 
his best teams have coincided with that crazy run of dominance by Connecticut. But I mean, 2018 is, is all like I just said. It's, it's always going to be the, the what if. It's always going to be the big, you know. I think I think miss for fire. And now you've got Gino's kind of fading. You you like this is kind of a time where you could step up and become that next. You know, be right there in that mix with with Don Staley and I think they are Mulkey and they they are. But they you, know, haven't got you got to win a national title. I think to be. I mean, well, be adequately honest, up. I mean, Mulkey probably doesn't have one unless you get six foot nine, Brittany Griner. I yeah. mean. But they, I mean, she's got she had the final four this year. She's. I mean, Staley's got two. Um, I mean, the girl from Vanderbilt's got three, so she's ahead of them. I think there's probably some. I think the, well, I think Louisiana's Texas coach won like two of them. I think so. I mean, there's. Well, we're talking about now. Like, oh, just, just like, currently. Oh, just now. Like, I, I think that you can. Yeah, even currently, I think he's on the on the cusp of top five, but he's probably like six or seven. With, with Gino fading, I think this is the moment where you've got to kind of seize and and you know that needs to start now. Yeah. Texas says. Yeah, it tells you on the gas cap about the the, the the gas kind. Most German cars require it. My old BMW did. It says my parents both drive BMWs, and they require premium gas. It tells you on the gas cap. See, see, well, I mean, see just, we didn't know about this because we don't drive BMWs. Yeah, we don't buy, we're Americans. That's right. German cars. That's the only reason why. It we don't want German cars. We don't want your premium gas, and yeah. we don't want your foreign cars. It's by choice. By yeah. choice. Texas, I, I used to drive a sport turbo engine car and spent years using mid-grade gas because I thought I had to, but in hindsight, I think I just wasted a lot of money. You just put the, you know, and don't, don't look at the gas cap. Just put normal gas in there. You'll be fine. Well, so what, is the, what is the difference in the gas? It's premium. Yeah, but I mean, why? Do you think I know? I'm just saying, like, you can't just say it's premium and just, like, stamp it for an extra $2 just because you can't. I mean, do we even know there's really a difference between the two? I'm telling you, there's not. For all we know, there's just it's just three three cans of gas, and it's just most of the newer, higher performance engines require premium gasoline. We got our answer. There you go. High end sports cars, European cars, they need premium gas. Wouldn't hurt, I guess, any car, but Texas says it burns hotter and gets rid of a lot of carbon buildup left behind by cheap gas. Well, I don't sure. Texas, Mike, don't act like you never put premium. In Lucinda the Lumina, or was it Corinne the Corsha? It was Lucille the Lumina. Please put some respect on her name. I did not ever put premium gas. You in. named you've named every car, haven't you? No, not not like the last like three or four. The, <laughs> the first few I did. I, I had Lucille the Lumina. Lucille was named before me. My brother drove her before, and she was she was legendary. People would be like, "I saw Lucille this weekend." They wouldn't even say they saw me. I'm like, "Yeah, Lucille was just she was everywhere." I never named a car. Then I had Kristen the Cavalier, Kristen Cavalier. From Laguna Beach and the Hills fame. Oh. And then I think I had Hocus. I thought you were just naming, mixing the first letter of the girl's name with the style of the name of the car. No. Uh, I had Hocus Focus. <laughs> just called her Hocus. Um, that was, and then I think I stopped. Then I think that was the end. I had I, I had Christian because I drove an Edge. Ford Edge. I, I named it Christian. <laughs> that was the last one. This you were a nerd. <laughs> I, you never named a car? All my friends had car names. No, I, I, I guess that was maybe that was, maybe was a little, no. What did you drive in high school? I had a Grand Prix, and then I had a Ford Tempo, Tempo, Temple, or whatever. It had a Jesus sticker on the back of it from the woman I bought it. So <laughs> people would always laugh. Could have just named it Jesus. <laughs> there goes Jesus. Like, There's Trevor. <laughs> Trevor found Jesus. It would have been funny. Texas says Step Brothers is still good. I think it is good. I like Step Brothers still. I've actually never watched Step Brothers from start to finish. Oh my god! I've watched I've watched probably I've watched the entire movie in chunks, but never like actually sat down and watched from start to finish. 
Terry says, I completely agree that it's almost impossible to enjoy a movie slash TV show that came out 30 years ago if you didn't see it when it first came out. I watched Seinfeld for the first time last year and pushed through just to be able to say I watched it, but the jokes just don't hold up after so much time has passed. I, I, I totally agree. I disagree. I think that uh, there's funny is funny, no matter what what the generation. I, I, I don't think so, man. Like I, I can, I've been I've been rewatching a lot of like some shows from the seventies. Like uh, I've been watching some like uh, or in eighties. I've been watching Golden Girls and All in the Family recently, and that stuff is still as hilarious today. I, I try sometimes, and I just don't. I'm with the texter. I just I, I don't I don't see it. And if I watched Seinfeld today, I probably wouldn't think it as it was as funny as I did. Well, see, I, I didn't even watch Seinfeld when it was, when it was new. I did. I, I didn't watch it till it was on syndication. I, I got watch, more reruns. So it was when I got more into it. A better example. I, I never watched Friends when it was out until it came on HBO Max like two years ago. Was the first time I'd ever watched it or two three years ago. And I binged through it, and it's hilarious. I still find it. I think it's funny. Yeah, but I'm more mad at myself for not maybe watching it. But originally. you're the reverse here because you just you're stuck in the '90s. You think everything is well. I just I also 90s. point and, examples and of '80s and '70s as well. 2005 is good. Exactly. Like people in the '90s. No, like not, and, and, and I don't 70s. disagree. There's been shows since 2005. I loved Modern Family. You said How no, I Met Your Mother. You said no comedy was good the other day since 2010. No, I said we've had trouble getting com- good new movie comedies. Mm-hmm. Since yeah, two thousand well, ten years since two thousand fourteen now, yeah. Tell me give me some comedies that have come out in the last ten years. No, oh, I there are very few far between that are high quality. And I don't mean high qualities in like like standards, I mean high qualities in good funny. Texas another Trevorism is going down a pigeonhole. You do always say that. Do I say that? Yeah. <laughs> that's one that's been pointed out and you still just you keep saying it. <laughs> There's a damn I've been saying hot water heater for years, and now I feel like an idiot. Well, you are. Well, yeah. Change. Sorry. Texas, my red Mazda 3 was named Terry for Terry Rozier. I think a lot of people named cars after you've all played. I mean, I usually Terry. just called her baby or, I, I mean, I, it was always a girl, but I never, like, gave it an actual name. I guess I just didn't want to have that kind of connection. I just wanted to keep a separation in it. Texas, my Hyundai, my Hyundai Sonata was Frank, Frank Sonata. <laughs> I had a friend who did the exact same thing. I swear to God. Texas, the best knee zoom in ever was Chong Lee in Bloodsport, hands down. So just curious, <laughs> why isn't there more parody in women's b-ball? I don't think Bloodsport and women's b-ball are comparable. <laughs> You've probably never seen Bloodsport, have you? Uh, no. I know you have. You had the famous sleepover. Oh, yeah. You know the story. Frank, du- Brown, Frank uh, was it Ducks or Dukes? Dukes. Frank Dukes. Is that pronounced? D- spelled D-U-X. You know, he, he, a lot of people claim everything that he says has happened in that movie is utterly false. Texas now Trevor just drives that Taco Bell drive-thru attendant. His <laughs> he's named him Adam. There was so I've been rewatching King of the Hill reruns to kill time at night over the last couple weeks. I'm up to season thirteen, almost done with it. And there was didn't you just rewatch King of the Hill like six months ago? No, that was uh, M- Malcolm in the Middle. You've watched King of the Hill recently from start to finish. No, well, I've been still working. It's 13 seasons. I thought you said you were done a while back. No, no, I'm, I'm up in th- season 13. Almost done. I got like 10 episodes left, but it was just a weird, <laughs> you bring this up to me think about Taco Bell Girl, because there was a scene in the one uh, I watched the other day that I didn't remember where I guess Bill went to like the drive-thru and the girl called him Honey, and he was all excited. He drove around the window and the kid was like, I'm sorry, she doesn't work here. It's actually from a call center in like New, in New Mexico. So he's like, he's, he thinks he's in love with her. So he's like, he's going to New Mexico to see her, stopping at all the drive-thrus, talking to her, and he gets there, and she's like 15 years old. <laughs> oh, he's, it's kind of a version of the Taco Bell girl to me, I think. <laughs> Texas Trevor's buddy, 
Chrysler Grand Prix Madonna. I don't know what that means. I drove a Grand Prix. That uh, the '88 Grand Prix was my first car I had. No, oh, was it named Madonna? No, no. But I did drive all the way to Columbus listening to nothing but wish you were here on on tape player. There you go. Texas, my son is 22. He's been watching Seinfeld in order, and he loves it. There you go. Should. It's an awesome show. Brilliantly written. Texas, Monty Python is still hilarious, but being born in the 90s, going back and watching serious 80s movies are unintentionally hilarious. I agree with that, too. But I, I never got into Monty Python. I'm right with you. I tried. I just... The only British humor movie I ever enjoyed was Full Monty. I thought that was funny. I didn't even like the Full Monty. But... I like... um. Uh, the the, what was the the zombie remake that they also did. Oh, you're talking about the Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, I think it's great. Yeah, I didn't. I watched. It was alright. I didn't mind it. It's a girl in the god. The only zombie movie I really got into was Zombie Land, though. I guess I like Zombie Land because I'm not a big zombie guy, and because it had more humor than zombie, it was I guess it was more for me. But yeah, I never. I'll quote some Monty Pythons, you know, it's just a, it's just a flesh wound and things like that. But the, yeah, the movie itself just never. Which is weird because all the actors in it, I, I, I enjoy on in other stuff, but I just never got into Monty Python either. I think it's just British humor. Something about women in drag, yeah. dudes in drag, and the word bum just doesn't make me laugh. I'm saying what. Fish called Wanda's funny. Yeah. It's a British humor. British humor. Texas says, the way all the older shows had laugh tracks can seem weird now that we're not used to them. It makes it harder to enjoy. The laugh tracks do stand out to me. I don't know if the, if they change for you. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't. It doesn't. I don't notice it. I I notice it all the time now. It's the weird. only time I notice this was on shows that I don't find funny, like Two Broke Girls. <laughs> Texas a fish called Wanda is hilarious. It's a British it is. comedy. I, I wasn't a big fan. Uh, Where te- would you be if it wasn't without us? You'd be the largest largest country owned by Russia. That's where you'd be, you English. Texas, my first vehicle was a salvage, and the front door was dented, so the macabre joke was the ghost of the former owner was a guy named Frank, and people would say they saw Frank in my passenger seat. I enjoy that. That's mm-hmm. good. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back. We didn't talk at all about the men's tournament, the segment. Thanks, <laughs> line kind of. Ended up just being car names and uh, whatever. We will get to that coming up after the break. Controversial call yesterday at the KFC Yum Center. A couple of classics on Saturday night and a bizarro Final Four. We'll talk about that coming up. In the 4 o'clock hour, keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Let it be, let it be. Yeah, there will be an answer. Let it be. Let it be, let it be. Let it be. Problems, call our guys over at AirServe. 502 785 8600 is the number. Call them today and get a $49 tune up. You can also, for a limited time, get up to 60 months no interest financing on a qualifying root system. AirServe 502 785 8600. You can also visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A I R E 
SDRV.com slash Louisville. We talked about the women's They'll team. They put that hot back in the water heater. Say what? They'll put, They'll that, put that hot right back <laughs> in that hot water heater. But they'll add the hot to your water heater. I'm actually not sure they can do that, but they will. They will fix your heating or air conditioning issues. Oh, I hate air. My bad. <laughs> Somebody's gonna call me. Whoopsie. Leave that this, one out there. This is why I don't do the reads. That's <laughs> you're not wrong. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton text line. We'll take some more texts in a second. Uh, we talked about the women's team losing to Iowa in the first segment. We talked a little bit. Uh, of nonsense with the text line in the second segment. We'll move on now. The men's tournament. We have a, a bizarro Final Four. The first time in the history of the NCAA tournament. No one, no two, no three seeds. Never happened before. We've got a four, two fives, and a nine seed. Three of the four teams making their Final Four debut. It's the first time that that's happened since 1970. We're also getting a matchup of two first-time uh, Final Four participants in the semifinals for the second time in the last 50 years. The only other one, can you name it? Say this that again. Only the time in 50 years that we'll have a national semifinal featuring two teams that are making their Final Four debut. Uh, it's fairly recent. Would have been like happened in 1970. I said in the last 50 years. Oh, it's 50, that's been longer than 50 years. Yeah. Oh wow. And that weird to think about. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny to do that. I did the same thing last that's, night. That's the part where you're confusing. Because I put the stats down. I was, I was like, first Final Four with three teams since 1970. And then I was like, also, this, the first time in 50 years, the second time in 50 years. And I was like, well, that's the so 50 sense. years would have gone back to win then. What? 1973. 1973? Yeah, it's 50 so. years ago. It's, I'm telling you right now, it's recent. Oh, it is recent? Yeah, the last time we had two teams making their Final Four debut playing in the national semifinals. Uh, was it like the 2011? No. No. So, well, I'll tell you. Oh, 2017 Gonzaga versus South Carolina. Both had never been to a Final okay. Four before, and they played in the semifinals. We'll get—I forgot—they played each other in the game with. Yeah, anyway. we'll, we'll get that on Saturday night when San Diego State takes on Florida Atlantic. Two teams that are making their debut, uh, of course. Miami making its debut as well. But for starters, before we get into the the individual games here, bizarre Final Four. I'm already seeing the. I mean, we expected that, uh, right? like the TV ratings are going to suck. Uh, like. It, it's you know I, I want to see the top seeds in the final. How do you feel about this? I mean, as long as the games don't suck. I mean, we what was again? I brought up 2011. Those games were awful. I mean, you could say that the ratings were maybe affected by well, the, the second one was awful. Yeah, My, I mean, Kentucky UConn was okay. The VCU Butler game was it terrible. was okay because UK lost. It was great because UK <laughs> lost, but it was competitive. It was competitive. So I mean, I, I, I mean, if that's the case, then I hope they don't blame the ratings on. I think I'd be on the games. I mean, if the games are good. I mean, they, and they're and they're entertaining. I think the ratings will come along with them, and I, I have no problem. I mean, these games. I mean, I'm, maybe it's just because we're nerds. I mean, the games somewhat have intriguing to me. I mean, you, Same. you've got a San Diego State team that wants to slow you down, grind it out against the Fort Atlantic team that wants to play up tempo. It's going to be a matter, of, and then you have another game where you have Miami and UConn, where it may just go back and forth. I mean, you could be yeah. in the nineties in this game for, for these two teams shooting it out. So yeah, I think there's intriguing. Storylines. I think the games could be fun. I hope it doesn't turn out like you compared it to 1970, where you had the three new ones and then UCLA and UCLA just dominated yeah. both their games. Which kind of feel like this may. I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen with UConn. UConn's going to just. I, I I wasn't rooting for Texas, but I thought Texas could not be blown out by UConn. I have a feeling Miami might, and then UConn's just going to blow somebody else. That's the only thing. And if that's the case, and the ratings are down, then they can blame it on the seating and the teams all they want. It just because you had two blowouts. Sean Moss texted him, by the way, and was just like, you guys really know how to make a guy who was born in 1970 feel old. <laughs> it's not our intention, Sean. I'm We're born sorry. in 80, Sean. I mean, 
the the thing about the can you name that final four in seventy? I know it was Jacksonville. Yeah. UCLA. I can't remember the other two. St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure's right. I, I always think it was a big man between Lanier and uh, and, and and Gilmore going to get it. Who's the fourth? New Mexico State. That one I had to look up. I saw the stat I last night, about them. but I always just remember it was the Jacksonville Final Four. I'm glad they brought the stat because I was sitting there like about ready to start hunting it, and then like TV's bringing it up. Oh, thank you. It's also this is just the third time since uh, 1961 that we have a Final Four that's going to feature zero teams from the preseason AP Top Ten. Uh, 2011. Like every stat that came up about this Final Four, the only other one that was like it was 2011. Like you add the seeds up, the total mm-hmm. number is 23 with this group. The only time it's been higher was 2011 when it was 26. Right, because uh, our title being an 80, that was always the, that was the highest until I think 11. Yeah, uh, that's 11, all you kept hearing about was all oh, they they they're, they're your God. Because 11, you had an 11 seed, an eight seed, a four seed, and a three seed, which still like, I feel I still feel like this Final Four is wilder, it, just because you don't have. Like UConn and Kentucky were three and a four, but you know were they really a three and a four? The three first-time participants and two of them being being non-power conference teams to me makes this one a, a little bit. I mean, technically more you outrageous. Have, you only have one Power Five conference in there, and it's Miami, right? I mean, because it's the ACC, it just means more. Best conference. I mean, the Big East though, I, it, I, it is I, a power conference technically, but technically yeah. it's not. I mean, well, it is. They 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 use power, the power five. They use power six in basketball. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, maybe get a football team, you could be a power power five. Well. Yeah. The, the one nice thing about all this is that you, you brought this up in a tweet I saw where you were like, well, at least maybe a five seed can win a title. Yeah. I mean, no matter what happens, we're either going to get a first five seed, we're going to get our maybe our highest seed ever in a nine. Yeah. Or we're going to get at least finally our second number four seed. Yeah. I mean, there is something. UConn again. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, Arizona was first four seed. UConn won as a four in. No, Arizona's the only four. 2011, seed. didn't they? No, they were they were a three seed that tournament. Well, I mean, I meant 20. I thought it been one recently. No, the, the 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 Walker was a three, and the uh, Napier team was a seven. seven yeah. yeah, no, the four seed was Arizona in '97. Wild. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care about that that much. I mean, I think five seed would be cool, or nine seed would be cool. Second, fourth, who cares? Like that's UConn winning a fifth title in, in, in since '99 is kind of crazy. What I don't want to. It's that's why I kind of am rooting against them. But that was UCLA in '70 when they won that title. That was their sixth, by the way. But going back to the main topic here, like the 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 overall Final Four and the thought because. I'm seeing it a lot today where it's like the upsets are cool in the first couple of rounds, but when you get to the final four, you want the bluest of blue bloods. You want the, you know, the, the, the sports biggest powers slugging it out in the sports biggest stage. And I, I, I get that, mm. but we get that like four out of every five years. And I think that more than that, probably like, I think, yeah, the stat is we've had a one seed win this tournament seven of the last eight years. It's more times than not, you get one of the biggest names in the sport, but in a year like this, where we all agreed for four months that it was wide open. Yeah. We all predicted there was going to be a crazy tournament. I think this is fitting. I think I think it's reflective of the season that we had. And also, just speaking more broadly about the tournament, we all agree, people who love this event, that a big part of the allure of the event lies in like the unpredictability of it, the endless possibility. You stare at that bracket on the night of Selection Sunday and you see a million different scenarios play out. Like That's awesome. And the allure of that loses a little bit of luster if the final chapter every single year is top seed Kansas versus top seed North Carolina for the title or teams cut from that same cloth. Final fours like this, I think they remind us of the fact that this is one of the very few major American sporting events where something like this can happen, where we always say anything's possible with sports. Anything really is possible in the NCAA tournament. Final fours like this, they keep us on our toes. I say... Embrace them when they happen. They don't happen all that often. 
Embrace them. The big boys are going to be back soon enough. You may not care about FAU basketball. You may not care about San Diego State basketball, but it's a bizarro Final Four. It's a reminder that this can happen, and that's, again, part of the reason why we love this tournament is just dreaming of something like this taking place. I think it's going to be fun. I think the storylines are good. The teams have been, for the most part, really impressive. I like what you said. You've got the conflicting matchups in SDSU and FAU. I think that's a fun storyline. I mean, Dusty May, I saw a story today where he like broke down crying after he took the FAU job because he thought he made a huge mistake and committed career suicide. He signed on to take the job before seeing the facilities, and then he saw the facilities, and he was like, oh, bleep. Like, like He was like, oh, my God, what have I done? How he lied to me. <laughs> he, yeah, he basically took the job because he worked for Mike White at Florida, and one of Mike White's brothers is the AD at FAU. And so he was like, yeah, sure, this sounds great. And he's like, what have I done? Uh, but he goes from there to that winning might, 35 games. everywhere, aren't they? Yeah, Kevin, the, the other one. The, one and their the dad's name was AD at Duke, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I've interviewed Mike White. I remember that. It's it, They are certainly one of the first families of college sports. But like, I think that story's good. SDSU being so good for so long but never making it this far yeah. is a cool story. Larinaga is obviously a fantastic story. It was kind of that poor man's Gonzaga of that run. They had that ten, when Fisher there, that kind of 10-year yeah. run where you kept seeing them like, oh, they're kind of overrated and they never got past Sweet 16. And then you have, like you said, an assistant who was under Fisher for what? Like, I mean, he was he was, he was was the Fat Five bag man, wasn't he? Yeah. It's all he's been. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. He was. Hey, at least he got to live. I saw a couple of national writers after – after uh, Jerome Tang did his thing, and you know, Ronnie Terry has been so good, and he's going to get the full-time Texas job now, and Brian Dutcher, and they were like, note to ADs out there, hire a long-time assistant. They know what they're doing. And I was like, well, <laughs> we're hoping. <laughs> like, like we're, we're hoping to see some similar results sometime soon, but so far we've kind of been the exception of that rule. But I thought the – I'm excited about this Final Four. I get why people may not be, but I think the storylines are cool. I think the the I mean, imagine like if Florida Atlantic wins the national title, it'd be insane. I mean, insane. Like, I mean any honestly, any of the three, but UConn would still be a little crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's if anything, UConn may want to let them win because it'll knock them off the the pedestal of the the most like wonkiest champion of, of time. And that well, and they're gonna win because they win every tournament like they're this. probably going they win to crazy it. tournaments. This is, this is what they do. This is the area. Yeah, this is the environment where they. Why you Jay Bills picked them at the end of the tournament? I did. I almost got. I almost had UConn, Texas, in the, in the Final Four, right, and then Miami. Another team that I really liked all season long, but didn't take. Before we get into some of the the, the lead eight games, the Texas. Game. So at halftime, I'm like, I, I, I didn't think Miami had a cha- chance. I'll I didn't honest. either. And so I went to go like I, I just got to go and run the bank, do deposit some money in the ATM, go run some errands. Sick brag. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> My money car. Because I never leave, you know, ever. <laughs> I leave the house hardly ever, and I'm like. You know, I want to get. I don't. I want to watch Louisville ladies play, and I was like, it's halftime of this game. Yeah, you know what? I'm. I didn't even. I wouldn't even. Have, I didn't have the radio. I was jamming some tunes as I was as I was doing these errands. And I get home, and, and as I'm walking out the door, you know, Texas is up like 14 or something. I get home and it's 72 70 with five minutes to play, and I'm like, holy yeah. hurricanes, Batman! What the hell happened here? And they made no threes during that run. That's what I no heard. Threes. Yeah, I was like, I felt like bad. I was like, what did I miss? It was a it was a wild run. I mean, they trailed sixty four fifty one with thirteen thirty to play. I think that's like when I walked to the door. Yeah, they they the run starts with um, uh, Wooga Poplar, great name. I think no, it was Jordan Miller throws the ball Not off as good of a name, but... uh, off Timmy Allen's back on an inbounds play and dunks it. Like one of those plays that you're like, okay, that was it's happened a few times this tournament. But that really jump started them. Texas kind of went away from what they'd been doing well. Also, their guards 
just started making ridiculous decisions. They did kind of what I thought that, I don't know how you felt, in the Kansas State game. When they got up by six, I felt like everybody started going for the kill shot. Like they stopped running offense and it was like, we got them on the ropes. Let's knock them out. Like they were taking crazy threes. They were taking shots way too quick. They weren't running any offense and it let FAU steady themselves and make a run. Texas kind of did the same thing. Yeah. Where everybody wanted to go for that just knockout punch. Like we've got them on the ropes. We got a big lead. We can play a little bit loose. Hunter turned the ball over a little bit. Marcus Carr made a terrible turnover. And he kept trying Timmy to, Allen made a terrible turnover. Yeah. Carr did what Carr does and wanted to be the star and kind of he held did. the ball a little too much every possession. He, he took too many bad shots. Yeah. He played well at the end, but by by that time, like it was, you know, Miami had all of the motive, all the momentum. They took control, but yet to see them, like Larinig is just such a good coach. Yeah. To see them, Texas took away the three from Nigel Packett, seven threes in their Sweet Sixteen game, and Texas gets up on him. They're like, we're not going to let you do this. And so Pack is so good. He's like, I got three guards around me that can all do crazy stuff. I don't need. He took only took four threes. Didn't take one in the second half. And Isaiah Wong is like, I'm mid range king. I'm gonna post you up. I'm gonna score that way. Jordan Miller's like, I'm six seven. You have nobody that can guard me with this two out. I'm going to dominate in the paint when I when I get that advantage. Uh, Poplar made six or seven shots. They designed plays for him because they thought he had a really good advantage. Like they did. They took everything that Texas gave them and chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And then when it came down to the final few minutes, they were the tougher and more steady team. Uh, it was a remarkable effort. And Larinaga, if, if anybody, I mean, I'll say this, and I don't know, I know you're, you're kind of you gatekeep with Hall of Fame stuff. Jim Larinaga is a Hall of Famer to me. He and if anybody says he's not, I think the only thing that you need to say in response is he took George Mason to a Final Four and he took Miami. To a final four, and, and you, should, you should you should say that by saying George. He took George Mason to final four, not 1950. They had never won an NCAA like you, tournament. When you hear game. that, you would expect like, oh, well, that was probably right, yeah. the 50s or 60s when CCNY. In, in 2006, yeah. they had never won a tournament game no, before he got there. Miami had been to one Sweet 16 before he got there. They've been to four with him, a regional final, and now a final four. He has done remarkable work, and he also had his momentum. And I wrote about this in in one of the recaps on Saturday. He had his momentum completely screwed up by the FBI investigation. The FBI investigation, which comes out, and in their original indictment, they've got, I mean, Larry is all over it. Uh, they referred to, I think he was coach two, Patino was coach three, I think. I, I can't even, I've forgotten it at, th- at this point. But, like, they're all over it. And there's this whole, like, he was paying guys, and he knew about it, and, you know, Nasir Little was, was being paid to go to Miami. And, and like, we keep hearing about this, and, and, and you know, he was involved in the original indictment more than Patino was, more than Self was, more than. And then it comes out like a few months later, this travel basketball coach named in the original indictment, Brad Augustine. He was taking the money that Adidas was giving him and just keeping it, just just pocketing for it himself, and then telling Adidas that he had this close working relationship with Larinaga and he was getting little paid, and it was all made up. And Larinaga, who said from the beginning, that I did nothing wrong, I wasn't involved in this, I don't even know what this is about. He gets taken out of the superseding indictment in April 2018. Miami cleared of all wrongdoing. FBI essentially says, whoops, are bad, and moves right along. And instead, like, their recruiting bottomed out. All the momentum that they had gained comes to a screeching halt. They go 14-18 and 18 in 2018-19. They finished near the bottom of the ACC standings. They finished with losing records in 2020 and 2021. Larinaga's picked to finish 12th last year in the ACC. People are talking about him being fired. He needs to retire. And boom, he goes to a Sweet 16. He goes to an Elite Eight. And now he's in the Final Four. And also, like, 
the man's playing the NIL game. While everybody else, while all these other older coaches are like, I don't, I, I don't know about this. I think I'll retire. He's like, Nigel Pack, you want 800K? Boom, done. Come here and win, go do a Final Four with us. Like he, he is a fantastic coach. He got some bleep thrown at him that he did not deserve a few years ago. And to have him in this spot, I'm happy for him. I think he's he's awesome. I love the fact that like, who knew when I when the day the the day the NIL slash nil uh, rights came into effect, and I I made the joke that the U Part Three was being for, started right now. That I was actually talking about the women's and men's basketball, basketball yeah, team making their because the football team sure as hell ain't caught on yet. Well, the football talent's never been a problem for the football <laughs> yes. team. But here we are, the basketball men and women's basketball team. They're they've embraced it all. Get out and killing <laughs> it. Rewarded of it. I mean, the women's team all came just sort of going to the final four themselves last night. Uh, we got breaking news, by the way, real quick. I will say this. Just have you seen this? We'll say it again. Is it uh, Love? Caleb Love in the portal in the transfer portal. I saw that. Yeah, I was going to bring it up in a second. We had him five years ago. Would you say Caleb Love right now? Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, are you just? Are you? I mean, you're asking. I mean, are you asking me if I'm dumb or something? I've of course seen, I'd take I've him. seen some Louisville fans who are like, I don't like his shot selection. I'm like, buddy, we won four games last year. He can he, he can come here and shoot at 20 <laughs> times a game if he, he wants to. Put it on his butt and fart it towards the rim for all I care. I mean, it's, yes, I would like to have Caleb Love here if we can. I would, if we can make that happen. A whole lot of love. Yes, I would open with open arms. Uh, Larinaga, by the current Hall of Fame standards, he's in. I mean, there's not there's not even an argument over it. He's in. Um, by Trevor standards, which are better for Hall of Fames, but they don't allow me to do it. He's on the border. I think being when you're when you're one of only fifteen coaches to go to two final fours, I'm not saying he has to win it to get him in, but he's 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 right there on the border. Like I wouldn't let him in right away, but I'd probably let him in after a few years. Then again, I hate the fact that you can't you can like coaches in while they're coaching. It's so stupid. Yeah. I mean yeah, we've had we had like five active Hall of Fame coaches. Oh there's recently. yeah there's probably more than that right now. I mean and I, well, I mean, Tino and Cal alone are, are active. I mean, Izzo is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Izzo in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, it's, you may also. I mean, like he may win a national title this weekend. Like it, he it, does that, you're guaranteed. It's possible. You're, think, you're locked in. You're, you're you you've guaranteed it. But two, I mean, like I said, only fifteen. Can you? How many of the fifteen can you name that have taken two to the Final Four? By the way, oh, probably. I saw the stat yesterday. The, I haven't seen the that. list that I saw didn't have Patino on it, and I was like, how is that? I was like, even possible? if you don't include the Louisville ones, he went to Providence and Kentucky. Yeah, to you the Final Patino, Four. Cal Huggins. Uh, Samson, Williams, Williams, um, Lou Henson, uh, Lou Olson, uh, Lon Kruger, Lon Kruger, thank you, uh, Lee Rose, uh, Frank McGuire did too, didn't he? Did he Marquette in North Carolina, I believe. Is that right? I'm almost positive, yeah. That's 10. Larnaga would be 11. Larnaga is 11 now. Yeah, so that's, 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 four. we're missing four guys only. That's pretty impressive, actually. It's probably old school guys. I'm not remembering. It's gotta be. Yeah. Let me see. Are you looking them up? See I'm, I'm going to now. Yeah. Is there a modern one we are forgetting? If there is, I'm gonna be mad at myself. Um. I think we nailed all the modern guys. I'm pretty sure. I can't find the list now. So it's, it should just be under uh, like probably just look up multiple Final Fours or coaches with Final Fours. I know. Fours. I can't. Yeah. It's just. Can't find it. I mean, UConn's had like three different coaches. It's every every step. Yeah, that but I, UConn's only been each one a different time. That's what I'm saying. Like every report, every everything that I see on Google now is just everybody trying to write this UConn story. <laughs> uh, three coaches to lead five different schools. Yeah, I mean, we, no, I, I, I can't find it. I, I saw the list yesterday, and I remember I was like, "Why isn't Rick Pitino on it?" Which makes no sense. But anyways, okay, I, I can't find it. That's okay. Well, I think we did well. That's that's good. 
Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about before we move on from the Miami game, Jordan Miller last night, 7 of 7 from the field, 13 of 13 from the free throw line. He attempted 30 shots. He made all of them. He's the first player to do that since uh, um, Christian Leitner back in 1992. And not just NCAA tournament, not regional final, not whatever. Ah, by the way, I found it. Okay. You want to, and two of them we missed. I'm kicking myself right now. One was Larry Brown. Oh, yeah. We should have got that. The other, Hugh Durham. I sure remembered. He beat, he beat Adolph Rupp in his last game ever. Go to the final four with Florida State. And yeah, I'm not Georgia. about that one. Um, Gene Bartow, which I should have probably remembered as well. And then, how do we forget Eddie Sutton? Oh, yeah. Here we I'm sitting there. I'm pulling Lee Rose and Frank McGuire out my butt. And I'm like, I'm like, there, there's going to be a modern one I'm forgetting. And it's four that we. That's that's embarrassing. Almost those are the four we missed. It's okay. We must have missed someone else too, because it says Forty Anderson did it. I don't remember Forty Anderson. I say I've got no clue. Or Jack it. Gardner who did it with Kansas State and Utah. So we must have miscounted somewhere along our lines. Yeah. We and did miss two old ones. That's okay. That's okay. That's yeah. fine. Uh, Jordan Miller, still impressive. Thirty shots, no misses, and it wasn't just Leitner in the NCAA tournament. Leitner in the regional final. There have been. 134,377 times since that game in 92 where a Division One player has taken at least 20 total shots in a game. Miller's the only player in any of those instances to make every single shot. And it's never going to be remembered like Leitner's. Well, no. Because <laughs> Leitner had a game winner at the buzzer. Yeah. But still a wild performance. It was, yeah. He was incredible. I mean, they all, like all their, they got five bench points yesterday. And they, they didn't need any more because their five stars were all fantastic. I think the thing that, I, that I, I took from that game the most was I thought it had to hit a wire when going over the backboard shot for it to be illegal. No, I always thought it's I a would, stupid rule. I always thought it, was, it had to hit something that for it to be because when you shoot it and it goes up above the backboard, hits the, the scoreboard, uh, the shot clock. It's right. deemed automatically ineligible. Can't it's the Larry Bird know. rule. But I, did, I I always thought it had to hit something. So when it hit something, I was kind of baffled by it. I did not know that rule. I, I knew it. I wrote It happened in a regular season game like seven or eight years ago, and I wrote about it because people were going nuts. I can't remember who did it, but I, I had to look it up. I had to find the rule. And, like, it also – I mean, Larry Bird, Larry Bird rules are there. Larry Bird? He's got the, the free agent rule. He's got the shot rule. I mean – Yeah. So there's probably something about minimum kids per baby mama rule he's got. I think there needs to be a cool as hell rule that just supersedes – like basically, there's an addendum at every rule where like if something happens that's cool as hell, yeah, hey. ignore previous rule. Like that, like he made it in rhythm over the backboard. Yeah. It was cool as hell. And he didn't touch it. It, it should have counted. Straight up and straight down. It didn't hit the back. Did hit anything or nothing? It was awesome. Should have counted. That was dumb. That was yeah. ridiculous. But props to Miami. The ACC clearly the best conference in all of college basketball this season. I told you after Pitt beat uh, beat Mississippi State in the, the first four, winning two games in a conference like that. Is like winning fourteen games in the SEC. I mean, clearly we we've seen. Yeah, I mean, Louisville would Louisville probably if they played in the Big Twelve would have had the same record West Virginia had and would have gone to the tournament. We might still be playing. We might still be playing. We might still be playing right now. I mean, now the ACC clearly it just means more to us. That's why we're the the, the, the major power conference left. Some about the game at the Yum Center last night, or I guess yesterday afternoon, Creighton yeah. San Diego State. It was a it was a gross game for most of the. It was competitive, but both teams played hard, but neither team could make a shot, and. You, you, the call is the what's the notice is the thing here. Like I've yeah. done, this is like at this time of the year, radio stations are desperate for college basketball people, and like Goodman is going to make you pay, and like Paris, it's like they'll go down the line to like the the eighty fifth person. So I've done three radio shows today already. 
<laughs> when they get down to 94 and call me, I can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fun. One of them I do every Monday. The other two are – I did one in Charlotte, which they promoted. I had to retweet it. They promoted it as me coming on at 335 because we taped it at 1. And people were like, You're, don't you have a show? Like, are you I'm like – I just I take off the show. Trevor's gonna sit with the wheels. I'm gonna do the Charlotte radio station at 3:35. But Mike will be back after talking to Charlotte hoops. I'm like, yeah, hey, let's talk. Yeah, the, the but my point is, all three radio shows have started with the same question, and they've all been about the foul call at the Yum Center yesterday. Oh, what a one day! I swear I will pay them a hundred bucks if they open the question with, "Where is Mike Rutherford? Mike, why won't you watch Shallow?" <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm gonna give him a. Maybe a local podcaster can make yeah, that. Somebody from like Iowa does it. Just would love it. So Darian Trammell drives the lane, yeah. takes a floater, misses it with 1.2 seconds left. He's got Ryan Nemhard on his hip. They call the foul. He makes one or two free throws. That's the game. Bing, bang, boom. Well, San Diego State's going. Downfield the drama. San Diego State's. Well, it was a gross final minute. Like <laughs> the whole last minute to me was so unsatisfying. You you want the finish to be clean. You want it to be fun. You've got like that that crazy shot from Alexander. Dances all the way around the rim, defies the laws of physics, doesn't go down. When Creighton finally does tie it, it's that super weird play where San Diego State throws an inbounds pass that kind of looks like it's designed for a Creighton bucket. <laughs> a perfect pass yeah. to Creighton, yeah. Like, why are you throwing the ball all the way underneath <laughs> your own basket to a, with a 7-1 guy defending? The guy jumping is like 6'2". He's like, I can't I was like, what are we... It was, it was, I was like, Brian Dutch, what are you doing? Uh, that's yeah. how we tie the game. And then, like, neither team really does anything down the stretch that's... Uh, impressive offensively and the game gets called decided on a, a questionable foul call i know you hate the call no i don't i, I don't hate okay, the call. i thought you did no well because when i when, when i think what i text you and i was like look bobby i'll get his dad's prepping the kids tim higgins is tim higgins yeah. dad's back uh no i think what i hated about it was because I, I i am one of those guys that will, will the ones who have supported it give the, the same excuse if it's a foul with one minute in the game, it's a foul with one minute left in the game, it's a foul, it's a foul. And I'm okay with that. The only problem I had with it was that you, you can give me that. Okay, yeah, it was a foul. Then why wasn't it called probably 12 other times in the game where I saw a guy playing defense with a man on with a hand on his hip and they didn't call it? If you're going to let that play throughout the game, and there was, there were multiple times where you could have been like, well, that was a foul. Sure. Then – every game yeah exactly it's the holding the logic of holding in, in in football it's holding on every play you only call it when it's obvious this wasn't a grievous one i mean by the letter of law yes it was a foul and if you want to use that as your argument to say you're right then you know what that then be my guest you clearly have less going on in your life than i do but the fact is you don't you shouldn't have made that call at that point it was it was not that big of a foul it wasn't a hack I've seen much worse in games throughout this tournament happen, both in the last few minutes of a game and five minutes into a game. And for the the referee to make that, he was also out of position, which annoyed me. I, I, I don't I think was, he was. I, there's, there's a picture of him like staring right at it. I, I, I just, the one thing. At, at would the, you have called castle, it if you were referee? I mean, that's impossible to say. Like, I, I don't know how I I've never called a game. I, I think some that, of these guys never have either. Yeah. <laughs> to me, like, I I see where you're coming from, and I. I wish it hadn't been called selfishly because I think it would have been a clean game. And like you said, it's one of those calls where it's not like if if he swallows the whistle there, everybody's talking about it on Monday morning. No. Everybody's like, how can you not call? Like, he got clocked. It's a clear foul. San Diego State fans might be saying that. But everybody else who's watching that game 
Like I, I think people just kind of move on and they get ready for overtime without all that much much controversy. It's not like and when it's happened. like that, I wish it hadn't been called, but it was a foul. Like, it's not like what happened to us against Mississippi State in eighteen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the foul and not called. It, it was a foul. Like he's he, yeah, it was. He jumps up north and south. When he lands, he's going east west. Like he got displaced a little bit. He got bumped. Like you said, though, it's it wasn't an egregious call. It wasn't a, something that you like. I feel like have to call. It is something that you can see slide in the middle of a game and not blink twice. So, with that being the case, I wish it hadn't been called. But I'm also not going to fault the official for for making no, the correct I, call. I'm not either. But it just it sucked. I, I hated the way. That like the I game said, ended. if you want if you want to argue that that's a call and by little law it's a foul, then let's retroactively go look at that game and and, and add how many free throws to that that game. Probably another twenty. Because I mean, San Diego State's a phys- place physical it, as is, and I mean, sometimes you're gonna you're just gonna have it. I mean, it's just what comes along with it. It was just so like it felt so unsatisfying because you have that, and then it takes like you know the 1.2 seconds that are on the clock. Of course, it takes like 20 minutes to play that out in real time. Mm-hmm. You have Shireman throwing the length of the court pass that bounces off some hands. They got to <laughs> review that for 25 minutes. They're like, did his foot actually go out of bounds? I'm I like, know. don't even bring that up. And it felt like, like you know, this is Brian. This is Brian Dutcher's crowning achievement. Like, this is his moment. He's taken this program to the Final Four for the first time. I'm sure he's envisioned this in his entire life. I guarantee, when he was envisioning it, he wasn't picturing him having to be told by the officials that the game is over as he's drawing up a play on his whiteboard. It just felt it felt so wrong, and I'm sure nobody at SDSU cares. Like they're they're living the dream right now, but it, like it, it shouldn't have happened like that. I, I I just hated the way that it ended. It was just such a gross, clunky finish. Wow, what was with the play? Creighton was trying. What was Creighton even doing? Just, I think it was just like, hey, throw it up. We got a tall guy. Try to hit him. I felt like Dirk McDermott was like just being bitter. He's like, if they're gonna call fouls on everything. Let's just throw it in the lane and get a foul call. He was, and he's a hell of an offensive coach too. I thought maybe they would come up with something, some kind of yeah, quick, you know, Bryce Drew style play. I mean, they have seven one dude. Throw it up to him. Like they didn't, yeah, they didn't really yeah, try. They threw it towards Aluma, and I just, I don't know. <laughs> he me. Susie, chucked it. I was like, this is not good. Well, yeah, yeah. Because like, anytime, I mean, we <laughs> the exception of the of. The rare Leitner play, I mean, is it ever almost never ninety nine percent of the time never works when they throw it long. Yeah, it's it's rare for sure. Uh, but it was a competitive game. I hate that it had a clunky ending. Texas Miami was probably more fun to watch because there was more playmaking going on. But Saturday's games were tremendous. Oh, they were by far yeah between that and the Florida Atlantic game. I mean, those were the two. That Saturday was the best day of basketball. Those two games both were just a, yeah. Friday night was also, I mean, really, really good. The two games, the, the Gonzaga, UCLA, and um, um, what was the other fantastic game? Um, Michigan State, Kansas State. Those were I mean, those two games. I think that's why I'm confused. Yeah, Friday night was maybe the best night, yeah, because I keep forgetting we've had three nights of basketball since we've been on the air, though, right? Right, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. So, Friday, yeah, Friday night was. Those two games were terrific. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I thought that, like, Michigan State, Kansas State, I was like, this is clearly the best game we've seen in the tournament. And then you see like Gonzaga happens and you're like, okay, this is, this is pretty damn good too. Uh, it was just, it was, it was a good weekend of, of, of basketball. FAU, I think is, they're a fun team. So I'm got a buzzer beater. We still have not had a true buzzer beater. I mean, Kansas State thought maybe we could give us one. They, they kind of choked at that last play in, against FAU down three. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking. And then yeah. we had the foul last night again in the, in Louisville. So yeah, Noel, I, there's a time to play hero ball. I would have played it then. I like this is your tournament. Like I you're agree. the man. Like take the shot. I I do hate that in yes. a weird, bizarre final four. He doesn't get a chance to keep playing. Like that would have been. It kind of it was becoming his tournament. And now he doesn't get to play it out. 
But he did win MOP despite being on a losing team, which was well, kind of cool. I mean, the dude from Florida found out when he did didn't help, and then yeah, he tried to pass it to his like high school teammate or the dude he grew up with, I guess. Who's the, he's a really good shooter. He's, he is, but he wasn't expecting it. I don't think, and he shouldn't have been expecting it. Noel, you're right. He should have come off of like a, a running screen around half court, taking a thirty footer, chucked yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Amen. That's what I was thinking too. Also, the 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 only other thing that really sucked about this weekend was Dylan DeSue for Texas not being able to play. Like he was he was the MVP of the Big Twelve tournament. He was coming off his best game ever in the Sweet 16 against Penn State where he had 28 points and I think like 12 rebounds. And then losing him, they had no real inside presence. The Bishop kid did his best, but uh, like they lost their best post presence. And, and Omier, Omier, I should say, just dominated uh, when he needed to. And it was it, I, I felt bad. It felt unsatisfying in that respect, too, not having them at full strength. I think Texas will always kind of wonder what if. And now they lose a lot of key parts from that team. Ronnie Terry did get the job though today. Apparently, he officially get the job, which which is is good. He deserved it. I mean, come on. But also, like you know, one less school out there trying to get a big name coach. I mean, Texas is embracing the we're going to just bring in a whole new team on nil anyway, probably next year for the most part. So I mean, kind of. I mean, I they're, mean they're the probably Hunter back. I mean, the only guy that 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 wasn't a nil player was was the Brock the the kid that was a four year. Local kid, the Brock Cunningham kid. Yeah, all the rest were were nil transfers, pretty much. I think Carr went there before nil. N- True. NIL. Well, did he? I mean, it was he the was there like year three there. years. Yeah. ago. Yeah. No, he's this was only second year. I thought. I thought he was only played there two. Either way, yeah, but he was a transfer. But all the rest were yeah brought in on nil, pretty much. Hunter definitely was. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, that was a given. To Sue, I think this was his third year. Rice after transferring was. from Vanderbilt. Bryce definitely was. I mean, yeah, they'll have they'll have some key pieces back, but they're going to go out there. And they're they're gonna Texas. Bring, they're going to go out and spend money, and they're going to go bring in. Make it Caleb Love. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Guys in the you know, honestly, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I'm not against Terry. I mean, I I know people have been clamoring about him getting the job. You know, it's fine, but it's Texas also. It's the thing about Texas. I mean, they all, they're going they're going to lose patience after like two years with you if you don't like win a championship. For sure, gonna, they do it in football too. I mean, look, I mean, other than Mac Brown, who stays at Texas longer than like four or five years? In any sport, football, or basketball, very rare. I mean, Barnes was there for a while, but he took him to a Final Four. Yeah, and he bounced. But I mean, other than that, I mean, Tom Penders. Well, their baseball coach was there for like a billion years, right? Yeah, this so one basketball and football, though. I mean, they just been pretty much. Uh, Mac Brown has been. They, they they can't stay satisfied more than two three years, and they've been good. <laughs> Huh? They haven't been good. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> for a long time. Basketball's got they got it going though. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take some text. Uh, your thoughts on the men's Final Four. Do you like the Bizarro Final Four? Do you wish it were more blue-blooded? We all wish it was Louisville, obviously. But uh, if it can't be, do you like this more or do you like the, the heavyweights going at it? 502-414-1450. We'll take a break. We'll be right back here on 1450 The Big X.
Right, welcome back in. Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1459. It's one big X. We mentioned it sort of in passing. For North Carolina's Caleb Love in the transfer portal. We also saw Kentucky's Severe Wheeler enter the transfer portal today. We both agreed we would take Caleb Love without question, without hesitation. There will be a long list of suitors for his services. It's going to be an NIL race. Memphis, apparently, among the teams with the early head start on getting him. Would you take Severe Wheeler at Louisville next year? How the hell does he have eligibility? That's a good question. He spent he's like, got a year. Didn't he spend two years at Georgia and two years at Kentucky? Yeah, but he's got the, the COVID year. He's still hanging on to it in his back pocket? Yeah, he's got the COVID year. Um, I mean, yeah, I would take him, but begrudgingly a little I, bit. The way that I would answer that question would have the exact same tone that you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd take him. Like, is it, like, I, mean, I mean, I feel like I'm in that, like, you know, beggars can't be choosers type category. Which is but where we are. We won four I, games. I know. I mean, when you win four games, can you really turn anything down? But, I mean. He's the type of guard that Kenny Payne hates, though. I know. He's a little guard, and, you know, he's. I don't know if that's gonna work. I don't. I don't see that. Yeah. I. I let. Let. Let's. Let's maybe bring him in if we like other options fail. Possibly. <laughs> We're gonna do this thing again where it's like maybe, maybe I'll go to the dance with you. I just want to see what my other options are. Yeah. We end up having to go stag because nobody <laughs> says nobody ends up saying yes. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. I. Yeah. It cringed every time they said Malachi Smith's name over the weekend. Where I'm like, ugh, ugh. Um. But we'll see. We'll continue to build its roster. They have, they are continuing to reach out to players. I know the list is growing uh, as far as guys that Louisville has gone ahead and reached out to. We had Jalen Shelley, the 2024 recruit on campus over the weekend. Everybody said that that apparently went well, which is good news. Uh, as far as like, new guys in the portal that Louisville's reached out to, the, the big name that I saw over the weekend was uh, Reese Dixon Waters from USC who was the Pac-12 sixth man of the year this past season. It's a long list of schools that have reached out to him, but Louisville is on that list, and he would be a guy that, yeah, if you get, you feel very good about. Uh, that would be a, a very cool thing. But we're continuing to be on transfer portal watch, continue to be on recruiting watch. We continue to be on roster reshuffle watch. Here's hoping that we can uh, get this thing going a little bit and and feel good about the season ahead. I mean, they need to like put together like a – a special like to do with like NFL free agency with like the NCAA transfer portal and stuff. It's probably coming soon. I mean, I'm amazed ESPN hasn't done it yet. Yeah, it's probably like there probably will be like the decision. It's like a six point <laughs> per game score from the the MAAC going to a I don't know like like Kent State. It's picking a Mac school. Uh, as far the only other thing that I saw last night that I wanted to mention as far as next year's roster is concerned, I don't know if you saw this, but Peyton Steve put together a watch party for the U of L women's game at, at Tin Roof. And nice. he invited people to come. Three players came. Were you invited? I think everybody was invited. Yeah, I, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. I told him I couldn't. I had stuff. Yeah, that's right. I'd love to see you at a Tin Roof game watch party. Uh, yeah, I remember the invitation now coming. I do. I do now. Yeah, I remember. But okay. showing up at the party from the U of L men's basketball team were three players. Aiden McCool. Aiden McCool's not going anywhere, folks. His, no. his beautiful hair is coming back for another year as a walk-on. He is He is what his name says he is. Cool. Damn, damn McCool. JJ Trainer, who we all we've seen his videos, we feel like he's coming back. Yeah. And Mike James was there too. A positive because he makes, hasn't done videos. Yeah, makes me feel good about James coming back. That's the biggest piece of news to me. Remember last year there was the, you know the talk of you know, James and and uh, Sidney Curry had apparently gotten into it at the after the conference tournament game. Yeah. And you know James is redshirting. Is he going to stick around for this? Curry, we we got to have Sidney Curry back. He's going to be a beast next year. He's going to be the best big man in the ACC. Like, do they hate each other? Will James transfer? 
And then we saw them both show up at a watch party for the U of L women's team. And you're like, okay, they're probably coming back. I kind of feel I don't want to read too much into this, but I feel like if Mike James is wearing Louisville stuff, going to Louisville game watch parties with two players that we are pretty confident are definitely coming back, it's a good sign that James will be back in in red and black next season. Which yeah, is good. I mean, I, I just assume he's just. I don't know if we'd be waiting to see how the portal works out, maybe. Before I don't you. know. Maybe it just feels like he didn't need to say anything. I mean, yeah. I just, I like to think he stays here. I mean, just the vibe you get when you, of all the players, you know, talked about from, from coach, from KP all year long. I mean, he seemed to always be utterly positive about James and rightfully so. James showed vast improvements from day one of this season up to the end. And, yeah. Uh, specifically, specifically offensively, but you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would be be very content and very happy with James and Trainer coming back. Yeah, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thorns. The Thorns text line. I know. Yeah, we'll t- we'll take all these guys. Uh, text line. Text says we were talking about movies before we before we uh, shift the conversation. We talked about everything, but British humor. This guy says, "Do you like Wallace and Gromit?" I've never never seen. That. Never familiar with it. No. Text says Ricky Gervais's extras was great, but I never. Could get into his office. I like the British Office. It's 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 so funny because I watched the British Office. I think before I actually watched the real Office. I watched it after, and because I mean, I didn't get it. I think I was, I, I was. I want to say it was two thousand eight when I got it. Was I started working with Renshaw? So it was two thousand eight or late two thousand eight when I first actually started watching the Office. And I'd already seen the British version, like bits and pieces of it. So, I mean, I like the British version. I mean, it, but the thing is, if you watch the American, I mean, the the American, the, the first four episodes are almost complete ripoffs of the British version. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they almost do it shot for shot, joke for joke. So. They tried to mimic it, and then they realized the American version, like he couldn't be as unlikable as Ricky Gervais's character. They had to make Michael Scott more redeemable. Yeah. Than uh, the, the, the the British version, which they they altered it well. Plus, they had to make the actors a little better looking too. Yeah. The guy that played like the gym character was kind of like, dude, really? He's in he's in a lot of stuff. Like he's been in he was in Fargo. Uh, he was in Fargo the movie. Fargo the TV show. He oh, was the main character. Damn, he's a great actor. Uh, he's That's he's good. a lot of those British comedy. I think he was in the um, Shaun of the Dead. He's awesome. He's cool. Texas says they wasn't cool. Awesome. The Texas says this is the end was released on June third, twenty thirteen, which makes it a funny movie in the last ten years. This is the end's great. This is the end is funny. I liked it. What, what did he say it was released when? June tenth, twenty thirteen, which makes it a funny comedy in the last ten years. You're 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 on that border right there, but that's, yeah, <laughs> that's when that's when comedy stopped right there at that point. That's I it. mean, that was I like this is the end. I did. I think that was a funny movie. I'll give you that one. I'm oh, not, I'm not saying there's that's not, embarrassing. What's that? When he finds his cell phone when he's on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's been confusing him. Who took my cell phone, man? <laughs> I've never done this drug before. I'll walk you through. I'll walk you through. I'll hold your hand. Texas says Johnny Dangerously was an old comedy that I still find hilarious. Same with the Naked Gun series. Naked Guns are hilarious. I haven't watched the Naked Guns in forever, but now, I, I did th- like them when I was growing I up. I love Naked Gun 1, 2, and 3. Um, I did like somebody who had never seen uh, uh, Airplane. I had them watch it, and they didn't like it as much, and maybe that didn't. Maybe that's because it didn't transition, but I love Airplane, too. I mean, how do you not like it? I do, it? too. Airplane's cool. Another movie that I probably haven't seen in, like, 20 years, but I really like. Oh, I'll, I'll watch it. After like five, not seen for five or six, and just laugh like I'd laughed, never laughed before. Texas Mike, our sponsor will fix your heating and air, Trevor. They'll also check your home for ghost poltergeist and salads. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah, let me do salads in there randomly. <laughs> Texas Miami isn't getting blown out by any of these teams. They're too athletic. I don't, I don't think they will, but UConn has been a damn machine oh, so far. They have. They've been the one boring team of the tournament. 
They've won every game by 15 points. Yeah, it's just none of their games have been boring. My, I'll say this for Miami. In a tournament that has been like as crazy as any we've seen in a long time, maybe ever, they've played the best possible opponent they could in every possible round. They played Drake in the, in the first game and damn near lost. They played the, the five-seed Indiana. They played the one-seed uh, in, in – who was the one-seed over there? Uh, the Houston. And yeah. the two-seed Texas. They've, they've played the toughest possible – they've yeah. had the toughest possible road to the Final Four, and they've been pretty – impressive in doing so like drake's the only team that really had them dead to rights they beat houston down pretty good they yeah, destroyed indiana, indiana. when it's from there indiana ran out of gas though definitely. Beat them by 16 yeah they ran, I said they ran out of gas I had, they beat them pretty good early in the early in the half <laughs> they beat them beat them pretty good and then they you know they come back and, and end up beating texas by seven they've been awfully impressive I'll, I'll be surprised if they get blown out by yukon but yukon's awfully good I mean, at least if my pick for Indiana is going to look fall flat its face, at least they got eliminated by the team that's in the Final Four. There you go. Yeah, I've never really found that as a brag, but you know, some people do. Hey, if you got to go out, it's, that's fine. Texas, I'm a Cal apologist most of the time, but I'm not a fan of how he. I don't know if this character sticks or not, but that's fine. I will take it anyway. We, we talk about Cal. KFC, uh, I'm a Cal apologist most of the time, but I'm not a fan of how he works. The portal seems more reactive than proactive. Not sure our assistants are great at it either, which is an, a, another conversation. I mean, they're, they're not a big portal team. No, but I mean, Oscar Sheboy was in the portal. Was a portal guy. He was. I think you pretty. It's hard to argue you're not any good at the portal when you bring in Oscar Sheboy. And he was. A, and he was a big deal. When and who he was, was the, the Who was the guy that uh, McDonald's All American they, they they portaled in from Stanford. Wheeler was a portal. Reed, uh, Reed Travis or Travis Reed, whatever his name was. Well, Reed Travis is. Oh yeah, from Stanford. Yeah, he was. He was. So he went to lead A with him. Yeah, he was. He was good. Yeah, I mean, they've had some. I, I mean. I, Obviously, there's going to be misses in every every transfer portal world, but I mean, like recruiting. But I think I don't look at Cal's been that. Yeah, they done better now that you said those. I kind of forgot about Reed Travis because he was he was good, but he wasn't quite as spectacular. Well, yeah, he was. There's a reason why he's a McDonald's All American transferring still for a fifth year. I mean, they've (laughs) done well enough. He was a good college player, but it does feel like they're kind of going back to their roots with this this star-studded old school Cal recruiting class with all these top fifteen players. And you kind of wonder, like, is this going to work the way that it used to work? And then, because you're signing these players. I mean, this is the first Final Four ever without a single McDonald's All-American. There's no top 30 recruit on any of these four teams. Um, like, Yeah, I think the only one that has, like, top 50, like, UConn's got, like, four of them, don't they? Yeah. They, yeah, they've UConn's got, No, they've got three that were top 50, but none higher than 38. Yeah, I, remember, I think I saw that you posted something about that, and like, it, was, it, was like, it was, like, five names, and UConn had four of them. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> Like to no surprise why they're where they are in this this, this, this breakdown. But. Yeah, the game is. I mean, I think Miami's the only one. Harlan Beverly was number fifty six yeah. in his class, and he's the highest rated out of the non UConn players. It's just like it's different now. I saw that the the stat about the thirty players that were starters on the Elite Eight teams, like twenty one of them were transfers. Like, like eighteen were were seniors. Like whatever it was, there's one freshman, and he was a redshirt freshman. Like it is like it's all about tra- the start. The elite eight starters: nineteen transfers, sixteen seniors, one true freshman. That's it. Like it's all about transfers and, and getting old. That's mm-hmm. it. So I'm I'm really curious to see like can UK have a super team that's built around these freshmen again and with a couple of upperclassmen sprinkled in. I mean, it worked in twelve. I guess for them a little it bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the game has changed a lot since it then, and uh, we'll see if it can work again. Texas Travis Graff said on Rivals that he'd been hearing rumblings of love to Louisville. Hmm. Hmm. I'd love it. I'd love Ooh, it. Oh, I'm loving it. I would love it. 
Texture says Steve Fisher actually no. Steve Fisher, what no? Like no in Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean. Was that we were talking about? Steve Fisher didn't take multiple teams to the final. We went with Michigan three times. Right, and he never went with San Diego State. No, and two of, two of those three are vacated. But, I mean, yeah. you ever think Michigan is cursed for they're getting their national title the way they did in 89? Yeah, because then they've lost like seven national title <laughs> exactly. games. Exactly, that's what I mean, yeah. And, and you got to think, before 89, they had, I mean, they'd been, I think, at least two title games. I mean, I know they lost in 76 to, to IU in the undefeated run, and they, I think they burned another one, too, but. I mean, they, maybe they just probably sold their soul, you know, in 89, and now they're reaping the, the lack of benefits for it. Yeah, they've they been runner-up in 65, 76, 92, yeah. 93, 2013, and 2018. All but two of those since the 89 game where we all know they maybe didn't earn it. They should have be, they should be 0-7 all-time in national title games, which is They're the, the reverse us who are 3-0 in title games. That 76 one, then they lost to undefeated IU, but people don't forget they actually beat undefeated Rutgers in the game before that. Ooh, I did not know that. Two undefeated teams were in that Final Four, That's and three, all three in the Big Ten. Well, Rutgers wasn't a Big Ten team at the time, but yeah. Texas says, I know math isn't the strong suit of the show, but that's no. 20 shots. Oh, yeah. I said, I said, I think I said seven for seven for the field, 13 to 13 for the free throw line, 30 shots total. Made. <laughs> I didn't mean 20. You're correct. Because free throws count too in that stat, though, don't right. they? Yeah. Because yeah. he was like 11 11 from the line. Texas, nobody was rooting for Texas to lose more than Chris Beard. Nobody was rooting for Miami to lose more than Jim Beheim. I bet Beard was definitely rooting against Texas. Like openly. I think he was. Probably at a bar, rooting openly against Texas in Mississippi. I don't know. I mean, he made. I mean, he gives. I mean, you can't blame Rodney Terry. You can't blame Terry for for the job. I mean, it's not his fault. Yeah, Bayheim also like yeah, like hating NIL and hating the way that teams are built now. Probably no big fan of, of especially when what we just talked about with the spot of four when you had three all these teams. I mean, Texas yeah. is Texas is a nil team one hundred percent. So Te- and Miami is to a degree other than Wong, but Wong's pretty good. Texas bro code issues with Love and R.J. Davis. Can our roster handle handle Love and Clark? I don't think that that was ever true. Like, they both kind of squashed that rumor, but it was out there. Also says, if we're taking UK rejects, I'll find other entertainment until the full coach reset is complete next year or the year after. I mean, we've we got to find players from somewhere. Yeah, I don't care. I wouldn't call him a reject either, but I mean, yeah. It kind of is. Sort of, yeah. They, they, they pretty much washed their hands with him. Yeah. Did he even play a lot in the tournament? No, he like he was he quote, in, injured. Hurt. Yeah, air quote yeah, injured. Which he yeah. was really basically done. Yeah, I kind of figured the same thing. I saw the uh, mentions on the Severe Willer news were very similar to some of the mentions that you know we kind of were upset with from Louisville fans when we had players in the portal where it's like, get his ass out of here, like, good riddance. I'm like, why? why? Just just say, like, best of luck to him. We can all, you know, you don't have to be bummed that a player is leaving. You you can be happy for your team that he's leaving, but it's not like he's a terrible person. Like, just be like, yeah, I, I wish him the best. It didn't work out here. Speaking of, speaking of bums on the run, did you see uh, where this is going? The the chief chief Saholic is trending. No, you, you know the story about the guy that like the, the big Chiefs fan who wore, wore wore like the 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 gorilla mask or whatever the Chiefs game, and he wore the same outfit to rob a bank. No, you didn't know what he has no this guy. He's a like a giant Chiefs fan. Like, I think they, they, I don't know if he goes officially by Chiefs Saholic, but he like he goes to all the Chiefs games, and he supposedly like went on the road and followed him. For an entire year, and he'd always wear the same outfit. Okay, like this this gorilla, gorilla mask. Outfit. Yeah, okay. and it, it turned out he was he was able to go on and follow the team because he robbed a bank to get the in money the gorilla in outfit the, in the same outfit. 
I'm amazed you didn't see this. No, I, I somehow missed this. This is I don't even know when it was when this happened. I think this came out like a year ago or something, maybe less than. So, so why is he turning right now? So he's turning now because he skipped his court date. He has relieved. He's removed his ankle monitor and he's on the run. <laughs> the Tifa Holly. Holly is is a fugitive. I want every outhouse, in house, inside and in house checked. For this man, there's a one million dollar bond for his reward. Oh no way! He's <laughs> what a story. No, I, I totally missed this. That's incredible. Yeah, he's. Uh, I wish I could show you the picture, but yeah, I, don't, I guess it's not a gorilla. Maybe it's like I a see dog. him now. I see. It. Yeah, he's kind of like a wolf. It's a wolf. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, he's known as. Any... <laughs> that's unreal. He's, he cut off he's the known for getting he, he robbed it in his outfit that oh. he's known for wearing. Unbelievable. <laughs> the gall. Let's take a break. We've got the 5 o'clock hour on the way next. We're going to give away some uh, Racing Lou season tickets. We're also going to take some more texts from you guys and talk a little football. Spring practice kicking into high gear over the weekend. That and some more hoops notes coming up on the way here on 1450 and 96.1 Big X. already have gotten it in a subtle way. Have I? Yeah. Okay. That's how good I am. I'm gonna, it, all these songs were the top. some of the top songs of the last time. 1970. 1970 yeah. that we had three teams and teams of Final Four, yeah. I like it. Well done. Uh, we've got an hour left here on a Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Uh, we talked to a lot of hoops today. Women's team losing to Iowa last night, seeing their season come to a close. Men's Final Four now set and it is weird. We've got some tickets to give away for Racing Lou coming up this hour. Uh, we've also got some transfer portal buzzing news with um, Caleb Love entering the portal, uh, Severe Wheeler in the portal, all that good stuff's happening. What we have not talked about so far today is the big news in the NFL, which also relates to us here locally, Lamar Jackson putting out a statement on Twitter, I think deeming it a letter to his fans talking about, you know, I want to thank you all for your support, blah, 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 in regards to my future plans. I requested a trade from the Ravens on March 2nd. But this is new news. Nobody, nobody had heard this before. We assumed it, but not confirmed it, yes. Not confirmed it. That also that means that that request came five days before he got slapped with the, the non-exclusive franchise tag, which, which is, yeah. When little, it was a non-exclusive, you kind of knew that the trade was coming. Right. And he said, I, inevitable. He said I, the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value, uh, and everyone that's met around me knows I love the game of football. My dream is to help whatever team I'm playing for win a Super Bowl but it sounds like it can't be them. This is, I mean, this is new. I mean, this is any sort of thought that maybe this was going to be solved in, in cordial terms and this was going to get done is is kind of going, falling by the wayside. Uh, we've also got the Bizarro story, which we have not talked about on the show. 
of this guy who's who's been reaching out to teams on Lamar's <laughs> behalf, who apparently is not an eight. Was his name Ron Francis? Something Ken Francis? <laughs> Ron Mexico? Ron Mexico? Who is is <laughs> not a certified agent, but is like reaching out to teams and being like, "Hey, I'm talking for Lamar." Lamar says that's not true. That's it not was happening. Me, actually, I, I I don't know. I mean, this is I, I kind of I, I was taking a wait and see approach to this whole like doing things without an agent. If it works out well, it could be refreshing. You can keep all the money for yourself. Maybe this is something that can set the bar, uh, set the set a precedent for players moving forward. I know some other players don't have agents. It sounds, the more that I read, like Lamar could use an agent. Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean. You know more about this stuff than I do, but it just. It, probably. The more I read, the more I'm like, it feels like this could have been handled better with somebody who's got some experience doing. Yeah. Like I mean, this. maybe they could, they could work out the, the payment ways to Baltimore that they would be more happy with, you know, whether it be, you know, a, a front front laden deal with most of it in guarantee money or back or there's a lot of technical little ins and outs that, I mean, no, I mean, Lamar, it's just, I mean, listen, you're not asking the agent to go, you know, run the two minute offense like you do. You shouldn't want to go have to get in the, 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 in the conference room and, and put together a contract like he does. I mean, it's, what, what what's the stay in your lane? Is that still a cool phrase? Stay in your lane? Yeah, is this, does the kids still use that? I don't know if it was ever cool. I don't think it was ever cool. <laughs> Commonly used, maybe. But there's a fine line difference between used and cool. Cool is 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 pushing it a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's safe to say I think you've been better off. I mean, we we've seen this kind of movie in the past with other players kind of using whether they don't hire an agent or they can't use guys that maybe have no business being agents, you know, and it's never worked out well for any of them. I mean, the only exception might be LeBron James when he just gave his buddies and let them be his agent because he's LeBron. It's LeBron. He's going to get whatever he wants, no matter what you could have put Helen Keller as his agent out there. He still would have gotten what he wanted. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered. So, I mean, yeah, that's, Maybe best Lamar should have probably. I know you don't want to pay that ten percent, but you're also asking for two hundred and fifty million, dude. Yeah. I think you can give up ten percent. I also did see that the for the first time the odds have shifted into for as far as Lamar's week one status has been concerned. They've always been still the favorite has always been he starts for the Ravens. It now is minus two hundred that he starts for any other team, and plus one seventy five that he starts for the Ravens, and plus five hundred that he does not start for any team. Now the. This and is the where it's going to be interesting because that's when we see the teams needing quarterbacks. Yeah, and there's some talk that like you know, certain teams are going to draft a young quarterback, and they might be interested in bringing Lamar over. Now, the leader, if he does not start for the Ravens, the leader for Lamar services according to Vegas. Do you have a guess? I would think Lana's still probably up there. The one I picked. Months they're ago. they're tied for second yeah. with the Lions. <laughs> the Lions. Let's... The favorite right now. Or the Indianapolis Colts, which would be great for us here locally. Yeah, I just don't think the Colts. I think the Colts have their eyes set on drafting a quarterback at number four. I, we'll see. I mean, I I agree. I think it'd be a nice fit for him. I mean, can we talk about the Lions drafting Anthony Richardson? By the way, I, I like, don't know. I mean, like, please don't. They just that. hired they hired our offensive coordinator, who we only had him for two years. So, I mean, I don't know. He's, he wants to probably throw more like Sirianni does. With I don't know, maybe maybe. That wouldn't be the best fit for him, but I mean they've got a solid offensive line. You got a running game. You got a defense. You use some weapons, obviously on the outside. Pittman did okay, but he's—I don't know if he's still a number one guy for sure. But 
So they, they've got holes in, in, in Indianapolis. Plus, I just hate to see him go there because Ursa is just a bumbling moron. I, I'm just there, there's few owners I hate more than the Ursa. I feel like I can see I can see him thriving in Atlanta. I can see it kind of falling apart in, in Indianapolis, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just because, like you said, things tend to fall apart in Indianapolis. Yeah, the only time they've been good is when Ursa literally falls ass backwards into something like Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck. I'm just I'm ready for this to be over. I want to know who I can be a secondary bandwagon fan of. Like like let me know who I need to start cheering for and need to start paying attention to. Because <laughs> I think like all Louisville fans, I hopped on the Ravens. I I I never liked the Ravens in my entire life. I never. Well, I always hated them because as I always felt like they were the Browns being stolen. As, the, as someone who's not even a Browns fan, but it's just a lover of sports and tradition. Yeah. The the, the Ravens seemed evil to me. They like that's. And they, they should had, never even be there. You know, Ray Lewis and all that stuff. Like I just, I, I grew up just not liking the Ravens. And then I, for the last few years, I found myself just cheering for them behind the Lions because Lamar's there. I'm ready to know who I can be a bandwagon fan of next. It's hard too because I like Harbaugh too. He was our special team. I, that was the other thing too. Like yeah. they, they, he was, he they seem like a more likable yeah. bunch these days. Which but, you never know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the widest, J.K. Dobbins is kind of comes off kind of like a tool. That's the widest phrase I've ever said. They seem like a more likable bunch these days. <laughs> I didn't care for them when Ray Lewis was there. But oh, whatever. I tried to avoid it when we were talking about Mike White and the fame. I'm like, boy, the whites are all over college basketball. <laughs> I was so hard trying not to phrase it that way. <laughs> I was like, how can I phrase this without coming off sounding like 1960s? <laughs> you were, you're not wrong. The, the White family is very, I mean, very, the, very. The Whites, are fingerprints are all over this college basketball. <laughs> they always are. You can't keep us away. Um, speaking of football, spring practice continuing to roll on. They had the second open practice to the public over the weekend. Keith Wynn, our guy at Car Chronicle, was there. He wrote up a lengthy report over at carchronicle.com. I encourage you to check out the whole thing. Um, Before we go and read that, i got to ask you. Go ahead. I don't want to transition just yet. You mentioned the Lions. How happy would you be if you did get Lamar? Thrilled. I mean, I know you're okay with, with golf a little bit right now. but He played well down the stretch last year. He is, and I think he can be a serviceable quarterback. I think that serviceable is the right word. He's in that Cousins kind of serviceable area. I think that's right. I think Lamar, I, I'd love it. I'd be all about it. I mean, you you know your offensive line is solid. You've got you've got running backs. You signed. Uh, you got weapons. On you, the, we have more weapons on the outside than he had in Baltimore. You did lose Shark, but I we mean, we still got Amon Ross St. Brown. And I you mean, still, yeah, and you've got uh, you got James Mitchell. I thought was underrated tight end out of Virginia Tech, which is why you gave up on Hawkins. Hawkins is gone. Yeah, which is, I don't blame you personally on that one. Um, yeah, Jamison Williams is a deep threat like nothing he's ever seen Baltimore. He's had it in Baltimore. You've got running backs. You added Montgomery to replace Williams. He's a good serviceable guy, I think, too, as well. Swift. Yeah, your offense is – it'd be a nice – fit him in there. It'd be a good, good little interesting move. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm ready for it to happen. I mean, I wonder how much you're willing to give up, though. Would you give up your – Rams number one pick. I would number a top ten pick. It's I would. It's me. Right. Give it up. Bring in Lamar. Win the Super Bowl. If it brings you a Super Bowl. It's hard to argue it. Are you kidding me? It's, it's why you play the game. It's, it's like the, whole the, it's point like Ram, the Rams fans, and I use that term loosely. Uh, are like you know like well look we give we're, we're, we've got no assets we've got to give everything up. But you know you traded away two years of your future to win a Super Bowl. Okay, I mean that's if fine. you're a real sports fan. That should be worth it. I could not agree more. Um, as far as spring practice over the weekend. Yeah, sorry. Okay, go back to the back of college. Keith, he, he mentioned this in the last write-up, but I think it is worth repeating. He says, I know it sounds dumb, but Jack Plummer really just looks like a quarterback out there. There's nothing flashy about him. There are no real issues that have shown up so far, though. He and Jamari Thrash also appear to have a very good connection. I told you. 
I've only seen one throw that was off target between the pair. There's a connection between Thrash and Plummer. We know it. They're going to light it up this year. He said Brock Doman and Evan Conley, if you remember the last report, he said nobody else really looked good at quarterback. He said they both looked much better today. Also, Caleb Johnson continues to underthrow balls on deep throws down the field. I'd love to see some improvement there by the spring game. The running backs, it's hard to, to gauge running backs in open practices. Keith says uh, all of them have great speed, but Maurice Turner was the guy that seemed to step faster today. I don't think that's much of a surprise. There's not much to learn that these guys about these guys in practice, but Turner and Jawar Jordan split the reps with the first group today. The two speedsters. I mean, I feel like with those two guys, and granted, you need you need depth, and we we, we added depth in the offseason. But with those two guys, seeing what we saw from them down the stretch, you feel pretty good about running back. Like, like they lit it up in the bowl game. They lit it up down the stretch. Joel R was fantastic. And Maurice Turner, I mean, as a true freshman last year, showed some real, real flashes of brilliance. He, he is an absolute speedster. Um, I'm, I'm excited about not just the passing game with Plummer and these new wide receiver weapons. I think the running game can be really good under Jeff Brom. I know he hasn't utilized running backs as much as some people wanted him to. At yeah, Purdue, Keith being but, one of them, <laughs> but he has not had. I don't think he's had guys like this before to use. And we, like, like you and I have mentioned, though, when he had studs at Western, he like they got a lot of carries, they got a lot of touches, they piled up a lot of yards. I think I I trust Jeff to use these guys correctly. I think we're gonna have an exciting running game this season. And we got to Purdue the, the Knox kid that was decent. I mean, he had almost a thousand yards rushing for him. I think maybe even did finish up that with a thousand yards. He almost had one this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the he, former walk on. Yeah, but that, like I said, he's. He's used to I me mean, when he's had him. He's used to him. I think he just kind of people just forget the last couple of years. Maybe just didn't have didn't have the option as much. You caught by, caught behind too. Sometimes you guys start throwing the ball more. You can't run the balls enough. Keith also said William Foles started the day that, thinking that he could be the third starter at wide receiver, but he had a couple of mistakes and ended up missing a few opportunities. But Jamari Thrash and Kevin Coleman, the two big wide receiver transfers, continued to stand out above the rest of the wide receiver group. Amari Huggins Bruce was a victim of some off-target passes but he didn't make as many plays as Coleman did in the slot. At least he was out there. I mean, we, we got a sighting. I mean, I feel, I'm surprised that Kevin Coleman, you know, we've, we've had a lot of guys pop up on these lists that come out now about the top 50 transfers in college football, the top 100 transfers, and I see Jamari Thrash on all of them. I see him highly touted. I've seen a couple of other guys that have been highly touted. Kevin Coleman, I mean, you forget, he was a top 300 recruit just last year coming out of college, and maybe because he was playing at Jackson State, he didn't get a whole lot of love, but like, I, I think he's a guy that, We've kind of just, like, I can see him having a monster season, everybody being like, why didn't we expect more out of this kid? Like, that's... I, I think him and Thrash will be awesome. I do, too. I mean, I, 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 think, mean, I think maybe Coleman, maybe a little, because, like you said, he's he only had the freshman year at Jackson State, but he also, I mean... Put up some solid numbers but, there, too. But yeah, so don't sit there and give me, like, well, he went to Jackson State. Like, yeah. There were a what? lot of guys going to Jackson State. A lot of people went to Jackson State for Deion, played with Deion Sanders. I mean, it's not, he's not, the, trust me, he's not far from the top of the list of high-end recruits. Just asked Florida State about Hunter. Uh, did by the way, is that kid ever transferred to Colorado too or not? Who? The the Hunter kid, the, the the awesome one that went to Jacksonville State with with Dion. They plays defensive back and wide receiver. Travis Hunter, I think his name is. Uh, I think he transferred. Did he end up going to Colorado? I know uh, Colorado. Dion, yeah, is he okay? Yeah, because I know his son did. I know D. I know the the quarterback thing. Yeah, thing, but Shador. Yeah, but the, and then the one I think graduated already. The defensive back. Yeah, Hunter's, Hunter left in December. Yeah, yeah, okay. I figured he would. I just hadn't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I looked up this guy. Yeah, doing my homework. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about him. I mean, this is a, yeah. He he was had impact as a freshman last year on a team where they had 
plenty of studs ahead of him, including a guy just mentioned that played wide receiver and defensive back in Hunter. I mean, it was a top five recruit. So now he said during the the full team segments, the defense kind of won the day, which is not abnormal during practices. Uh, he specified, put a, a spotlight on Stephen Heron specifically, who said he put on a show in the one on one drills against the offensive line. Fans had a big reaction to that. He beat every lineman that stepped up to face him and had a particularly impressive rep against Isaiah Reed that left him standing still and completely whiffing on his block. The rest of the defensive line was amped up, up, up after that. Now, that's a big deal. Bringing him to replace the linebackers who left. Like, we need Stephen Heron to be a stud this year, and it sounds like he's off to a good start. I'm excited. By the way, Monty Montgomery posted more stuff about Louisville on his Instagram over the weekend than Ole Miss. What, with the Ole Miss stuff? They yeah. lost, though. Yeah, but he was clearly he doesn't like Louisville. He's mad at Louisville still. I think it's over a girl. I think that's kind of because he posted some picture about a girl and he was like, "Hope you enjoyed it" or something like that. Like thumbs down. What have I told you? He's bitter though. What I tell you long ago and you just refuse to listen to me. Every transfer is about a girl. When it when it when when it, when there's some when there's a bitterness between a usually a school and a player, it's always about a girl. Who was it that you thought? Oh, uh, Purvis. Pur- I guarantee you, you, think, you I think know Purvis it. Hates Louisville because of a girl. I'm not, and I'm not. Don't, don't, I'm not trying to be massage like all oh, your blaming women. No, sometimes maybe. <laughs> no, I think you are. No, I'm not saying no. Maybe sometimes it's not the woman's fault. Maybe just you know she knew it wasn't right, and so she broke it off, and he didn't. He can't accept it. Maybe she was the tramp and cheated on him. Maybe he was a was a was a was a dog and cheated on her and, and wanted her back and she didn't take him. I don't know. This, I can't. I'm not saying no one who's wrong and right. I'm just telling you when it's, when your dude's mad at a university and he's bitter about it, and you can tell. It's about a girl. Just like I know you got dumped somehow involving Shallow Al. I did not. <laughs> That's how I know. I did not. You wanted to go see it. With, you, you went to watch it with a girl back in the day, and she ended up going under the uh, swing set with somebody else. This is in high school, so I definitely did not have a girlfriend then. So that was definitely not, <laughs> not an issue. Yeah, again, you tried to go out with her, and she didn't go. She said no, and she went and saw Shallow Al with some other dude, and you're like, I hate that dude. I hate her. I hate Shao Hao. Shao Hao, the makeout movie of 01. Everybody was just rushing to Tinseltown. It all comes down to, to get a lucky woman. during Shallow Hao. You just admitted it yourself, though. It always comes down to a woman. I don't think that that's accurate. I mean, he's clearly got some bad feelings. Give, give, towards you Louisville. give me the example. I will find six degrees of, sep, uh, of Kevin Bacon to a lady. But we don't know. You just made up the thing about Purvis. We have. We don't. I would be willing to bet every penny that made I have that it it's up, not about a girl. Said the truth. Who's to say? Okay. You can't prove me wrong. You can't prove yourself right. Ah, that's either way. There's a chance. There you go. Uh, as far as debate. The rest of the defense, Keith said Jarvis Brownlee was really good, had at least two interceptions. That's the FSU transfer, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. he was kind of up and down last year, had his moments, but yeah, I think he got picked on a little bit by FSU in that game. But yeah, I, I think him. still, hopefully, he's going to have a, a solid season. We need him to. We got some, some, uh, some guys that are hurt in the secondary. Need him to step up. He said Quincy Riley, Jaden Thompson, and Josh Minkins started the practice working out on the sideline again. Riley ended up returning punts and doing drills with the corners later in practice, but didn't see any of the live team segments. Pierce Clarkson also did not have a boot on. So that's a, a good step in the right yep. direction. We're hoping that Pierce can, you know, be healthy for part of spring practice. That was he was one of those guys on that list that said he'll miss the beginning, but hopefully he can join during spring practice. There was another list of guys that were going to be out for the entirety of it but would love to see Pierce at least get some reps. If nothing else, though, he's at least seeing the flow of college practice for the first time. He's been on campus for a while now. He has a feel for what it's like to be a college student. He's hopefully buried his nose in the playbook, knows what's going on, is is getting acclimated to that, and we can 
bring him on along. The, the plan all along, I think, has been to bring Pierce along slowly. That's why you go and get Jack Plummer, but yeah. not having him for you know full speed reps during the beginning of spring practice is is obviously not ideal. But we have a long way to go. It'd be a different story if we thought that maybe he could be our true freshman starting quarterback this year. But that's thankfully we're not in that spot. No, so that's good. But there's your report. Uh, if you want to read the whole thing, Keith breaks down it all on CardChronicle.com. Check I read it out it. there. I didn't skim it. I read it. You read. That's how much you love Keith and how much you respect Keith because you don't read anything that I write. You, you write no. You, you skim everything that I write. I literally skim everything, which is weird because I hate skim milk. I like skim milk. Ugh, you would. I do. <laughs> uh, but props to Keith. We lo- lo- love the reports. Exciting to have spring football. I know that it always sucks when basketball's over, and we officially have no more Louisville basketball this season. But spring football is a nice little, I don't know, dip your toe into the waters of the off season. I'm excited about the spring game. We also have a baseball team that needs to get it going a little bit after dropping they, their series in Notre Dame last week. Did they weekend. lose the series? They split it. They lost uh, two or three. Two or three. They split yeah. yesterday's doubleheader. That's okay. That's why I misread it. They okay. lost two or three, and they've got a pretty brutal schedule coming up. But I, I still, I mean. That's what happens when you play in the ACC. Look, the ACC is the best conference in baseball. Yeah. Suck it, SEC. We're the best. We, we proved won. it in basketball. We're going to prove it in baseball now. But the card's coming up. We've got Cincinnati midweek game tomorrow. NC State, who's always tough, on the road this weekend. Boston College next week, who's great. The first game against UK is going to be at home on April 11th coming up. Wake Forest, who's good. Uh, Duke, who's it's just It does not get easier from this point forward. The Cards, they got the work cut out for them. Uh, and now they have a 3-3 three and three conference record. They've dropped in the polls a little bit. But I trust that they're going to get things right. The issue over the weekend was the bats. Like, you know, the, the starting pitching, which kind of let them down a little bit against Georgia Tech, was good enough. I think we scored nine runs in three games against Notre Dame, who was not supposed to have a murderer's row uh, on, on the pitching mound. Uh, that's a mixed reference that doesn't really work, but you, you know what I'm saying. Uh, we got to get the bats going. Got to get the bats. I, I'm blaming it on the South Bend wind, the weather. Yeah, it, nothing good comes in South Bend. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, Besides Ru- Cardinal football victories. Yeah, and Rudy. Yeah, debatable. I also got distracted. The movie's great. Rudy himself is not good. I got distracted because I just uh, I saw I, the iOS 16.4 was trending. I'm like, I downloaded that last night. Did I download something bad? And it turned out it was just it's notifying me all the new emojis I have now available. The ones that I can't see, they're all just question marks for me on yeah, my phone. So when I send you an emoji of a hair pick. I'm not going to be able to see you'll it. You'll know, have no idea. I send you the emoji of a duck next to a jellyfish right next to a flute. You'll be like, what is Trevor talking about? You're just going to be teasing me. It's just going to be taunting. I love how it, just, it also just added like different color hearts. Like You can get gray now. It's like, <laughs> I don't think – one last thought here before we go to break. I got distracted. Sorry, it happens. So Miami back on January. Miami now in the Final Four, a couple wins away from a national title. Miami on January 4th lost to Georgia Tech by six. We famously defeated Georgia Tech this season by 10. We're basically in the Final Four. We basically beat Georgia. We basically beat Miami. We're pretty much in the Final Four. And we played close against Miami the first time. Only lost by eight. Yeah. And the second time. First time they blew us out. Second time, we only lost by eight. I feel like we're in the Final Four. I feel like we're still playing. I feel like we're representing. I'm sure. I wonder if we could do the same thing, I mean, with with. With UConn and, and, and San Diego State and Florida Atlantic somehow. If Miami wins a national title, I say Georgia Tech has to rehire Josh Pastner. <laughs> They're like, sorry, 
Damon. Sorry, Damon. Back to the West Coast. We made a mistake. Josh, you're our guy. Please take us back. We'll do anything. And then we give Kenny Payne an extension because he beat the man who beat the man. We're fine. Everything's fine now. Like the Kenny Payne like uh, supporters like, listen, we see how close we are. We beat Georgia Tech. who beat Miami. He's in the Final Four. Yeah, he's using it. I, I shouldn't even joke about this. You can't make – I made a, like a kind of like whatever, like C-plus joke last night talking about like if Kenny Payne doesn't get Caitlin Clark out of the transfer, <laughs> the transfer portal. portal. Find, people were furious. Furious? Like, I figured I'd see that joke like 20 times. So did I. Like, it was not a great joke, but like no. people who were like, you should have deleted it. Like this. You can't say anything about Kenny Payne right now without it ruffling some fat. Like it, it's an obvious joke. I'm not calling for Kenny Payne to be fired if he doesn't get a transfer from a woman's team. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making fun of Caitlin Clark. I'm not making fun of the men. Like it is a just. Average... Well, what are you saying about Caitlin Clark, by the way? I, I mean, are was... you saying are you saying that she's she's too she looks manly? No, that's not what I'm saying. Are you saying that she's she... see? Why would you even do that? Like you're gonna get people really ruffled. Like I'm... are you saying she should be playing with the men? I think she has a penis. People did debate that in dimensions. <laughs> They're like, could she play on the mat? I'm like, no. 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 She can shoot it, but like. See, diff- when he was shit, first of all, they use a smaller it's ball. It's a different ball. Like, yeah, it's a different I mean, sport. Yeah, she could, 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 no. But the amount of people who were like, you should be ashamed of this. I'm like, what? It, it's not a shot at Kenny. It's a joke. It's a bad one. It's it's Just move. Everybody is so on edge about everything with the men's basketball program. We've reached a point now, and it's, it's not everybody. But with a certain faction of the fan base, you can't say anything about Kenny Payne without it being met with a visceral response. You can't you can't make a lighthearted joke. You can't reference the fact that we won four games. You can't, you know, unless it's just overwhelming positivity, you can't speak his name. And this is a Hey, good luck finding something in that. We've got to win. <laughs> like, like we've just I, I I can't do more of this where it's just like nobody can. Have fun. We made jokes about Rick Patino. We made jokes when we were like losing five games a year. We were making jokes about the way we lost, like at that time, and it was fine. You've got to be able to just lighten up a little bit when it comes to this stuff. Was it twelve when we lost like three in a row or something? In the, like we lost three in a row in the national title season. Yeah, and we got blown out by Providence by like sixteen. It was that like, was in 20, 2012. Well, yeah, remember Patino's needs to be done. <laughs> that was a the very first radio show I ever did with Mark Ennis. We took calls for like two hours about whether or not they needed to fire Patino <laughs> because after the Providence game, there it was after right after the Providence game. There yeah. were two guys in my mentions who would tweet me every single day and hashtag it like day five, day seven, day eighty three where they were like, unless you give me a valid, lengthy write-up about why we should keep Rick Pitino, I'm going to tweet you every single day because he needs to be gone. And then when we beat Florida to make the Final Four, the same guy who started the whole thing was like, Rick Pitino's the greatest coach ever. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry he didn't continue. I wish he'd still be like, I'm still getting him. Day 6,412. Patino is gone, but I'm good. It's, it's good. He's gone. I was like, you're not my editor. You don't get to tell me what to write. They're like, unless you justify your position. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> but that's how mad. I mean, like, and now I, I, know, I, rem- I was I was doing right over big, here the Big X. I remember. Yeah. After a 4 and 28 season, like a lighthearted joke about like going out and getting a play. Like, like, ugh, this is disgusting. I'm like, no, it's, it's fine. Like, just calm down. But yeah, I mean, if we're going to go after anybody, we should go after Boston from South Carolina. I mean, <sighs> We're apparently we're just not going to calm down until we win. We just we got to win. We we've got to win. That's the long and short of it. Need to win games next season. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Last segment. We'll hit you up on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. We'll also tell you how you can win these racing Louisville season tickets. That's coming up next. Keep it locked right here on fourteen fifty The Big X.
I can't not do the big the, the dude thing every time the song comes on. I know you're not a big Lebowski guy, but like I hit the top of the car every time it comes on. I always stand up and laugh like a sophomore kid when I think doo doo coming out my back door. <laughs> coming out my back door. Tambourines and elephants are playing in the band. Great song. All right, welcome in. Final statement here of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Hey, we've been talking, uh, teasing this here for a little bit. We're going to give away some Lou City season tickets. One set of Louisville City season t- uh, racing Louisville. Let me say that again. Racing Louisville season tickets are on the line today. We gave away some Lou City tickets last week. It was their home opener on Saturday. Didn't go great, but it's a long season. We're, look. You got a whole season worth of tickets. Michael Jordan got cut from his high school team. We're going to be fine. We started off solid. We won our first two games, and then we, uh, you know, we, a little bit of a setback. I got cut against the locomotives. It, it happens. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But racing Louisville, they're at home this weekend, Saturday against the Washington Spirit for their first game uh, in NWSL play at the Lynn Family Stadium, the famous Lynn Family Stadium. So here's what we're going to do: the first person to correctly text in the answer to our trivia question at 502-414. 1450, just complete brain fart. All right, stop listening. What did you say? I, was, I just forgot the number. 502-414. I say it 75 times say a show. It, yeah, I was going to say. How do you forget it? 502-414-1450. The first person to correctly answer this trivia question, you're going to get a set of racing loot tickets for this season. One set of season tickets. It's a $250 value. Fantastic, fantastic result here. All right, the first game that racing loot played in NWSL play was actually last weekend, Sunday, March 26th. They played away. At the Houston Dash, the trivia question today is, how many total goals were scored in that game? First person to correctly text in the answer to that question at 502-414-1450, you get Racing Lou season tickets. Uh, again, 502-414-1450. We'll get a, I'm, 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 I'm not even going to get them. I'm getting them wrong over here. The first guess was eight. Uh, it is incorrect. Second guess is also incorrect. Third guess, also incorrect. Come on, people. First person to get it right. No, no, no. 502-414-1450. Total number of goals. There we go. We got a winner. Uh, I will let the winner know that they've uh, that they've done this. The correct answer was zero. It was a 0-0 tie in Houston against the Houston Dash. Racing Lou earning a point on the road. That's a trick question. Not, re- not really. I mean, it's a straight-up question. Why is it a trick question? <laughs> a lot of people said three. I think they were looking at the Lou City score. 43 is also incorrect, sir or ma'am. But zero is the is the the result. Zero zero. They tied the Houston Dash. They're at home this weekend against the Washington Spirit. Uh, let me really quickly text this person. I, I don't know why you keep saying Houston Dash. You keep thinking they're owned by Stacy Dash. You're clueless. <laughs> nice, nice pull there. <laughs> I don't know why it just pops in my head like she bought a team. Like we want to name them like Paul Brown. It's like I'm gonna name them the Brown. We're gonna call them the Houston Dash. <laughs> Sending this person the text real quick. I know that's why I'm trying to like. I know I appreciate it. Trying to uh, doing this little some time here. Give right, you a there we go. We're good. We're good. We're set up now. We got it taken care of. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, there we go. It's all happening. Five zero two four one four forty fifty. We got about let's see, eighteen minutes here. If you got thoughts to get in on the text line, now's the time to make it happen. Uh, Did we get everything covered from the weekend? I think so. I think did anything else really happen? We got basketball on both sides. We got yeah, Lamar. Yeah, we we got Lamar. spring practice. Yeah. We got baseball team dropping two or three to Notre Dame. I think we're good. Okay. All right. Well, there's something else I'm sure we'll remember tomorrow. Sam Burns won the uh, match play championship. 
Okay, good, good. He was good. the first-time participant and had never played in it before, one. And it's the last year of the match play, so it was a big deal. Masters comes up next week, right? Two weeks, yeah. Two we weeks. Two weeks uh, Masters. It's Augusta. Rory and Scotty Scheffler played in the Consolation match. It was a... Anything happen in in, in in NBA that I can that we need to do? Uh, Kyrie threw another fan out of the crowd. I saw Kyrie's not it's not working out well for him no, down no. there in Dallas. It didn't seem to be going well. Joel Embiid I think did not play. He pulled himself out of the game. Something something with Joel Embiid happened. He scored over thirty points probably like everyone else. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, the Pat Beverly did the year too small thing to LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Scoring, that was the big thing that I saw. Anything about hockey? We we still can't hockey anything. Uh, Lanch had their winning streak broken. Well, that sucks. But they then they they popped right back on. That they're doing That's good. What they do. We're getting healthy. We're feeling good. I feel strong about the Lanch uh, postseason prospects. I, as as do I. As do I. Uh, Bennington for the Blues tried to fight somebody, um, and he's he's a little punk. He kind of does. That's his reputation. I despise he's a, him. He does his, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the and the other goalie tried to fight him, and the, the referees didn't let it happen. I'm, I mean, out of out of fought him too. He's a punk. He's a punk. He's a total he's, punk. Yeah. All right, so, okay, that's all the weekend. All right, next boom, one. Boom, done. Texas. Texas says, uh, is Card Chronicle, is is Espionation shutting down the Card Chronicle podcast? Um, this, what did y'all do? Well, no, it's a, it's a fair question. The So Vox had, this was a big story like a couple months ago, Vox had a lot of layoffs. Um, and it did, they did result in a lot of people at Espionation losing their jobs. We shut down, I think, all but like two of the hockey sites and all of the MLS sites. Uh, it was a... Bad day. It sucked. Ryan, like all the like, individual hockey team sides got shut down. Besides, I think four, two, like two or three or four, something like that. It was a like, very Boston small amount. Probably one of them. The Avalanche one I know is still going. Oh, nice. But some of the other, like, like we lost all of our hockey people. We lost all the dot com workers who covered soccer uh, and hockey, and then guys who've been there forever, like Ryan Nanny, uh, who did he does the Shutdown Fullcast podcast, lost his job. Uh, it was super sad. And the short answer to your question is yes. Ch- changes are coming to the podcast because of this. Um, they won't be major, but I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it. The big change is, is going to be like a different name. We're going to have to change the name because Vox owns Card Chronicle, but we're going to keep going. Um, the, the feed shouldn't change. You wouldn't have, you should not have to resubscribe. But the next time that we record, it's going to be like CC Podcast or like, you know. This is the one with Podcast Trevor. Right. Daniel, it, this yeah. is going to have to, we're going to have to rebrand. I think we're allowed to use the same image, but we'll have to have a quick rebranding. But that'll be... It'll be a little bit different. Uh, we'll, we'll, different rappers, same content. Yeah, it, it should. Nothing should change. I think the last day that that feed is going to be the way that it looks right now will be March 31st. But it was, yeah, we, as far as like, I don't know, they, they sent me the big long email. And I, at first I was terrified because it's like changes are happening and like th- these changes do affect you. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is going to be terrible. I'm losing, you know, a lot of my income. And it, it was like, it's your podcast. I'm like, oh, well, you guys give me like, pennies for that anyway so that's <laughs> that's okay we can we can we can work around and you that. give those pennies to danny pretty yeah some of them <laughs> so we yeah we, we will we'll get that figured out but the the short answer is changes are coming but they should not be major changes texas the colts were stolen from baltimore before the browns left cleveland never forget that tk he's not lying i get and guess guess who was the leader of that theft who D- jim ursay's dad oh, the ursay family ursay bunch of Poo-poo heads. Or say, I say, you guys are losers. <laughs> They're incompetent. Texture says, kids commit to school for girls. Trevor's scenario is nonsense. Yeah, and when they, something doesn't happen right with them, they leave and they get mad at that school because of a girl. <laughs> Texture says, 
Trevor had a chance to home run trot his it's always about a girl theory on athletes dating, hating former schools, and using it to bring the discussion back to shallow how was expert radio. Touche, TK. <laughs> That's why you hate it. He's, you, a, he's a Picasso when it comes to you, you bringing want, things back to things that people have moved on from two hours ago. You wanted to go out with, you wanted to go out with this girl. She said no. She rejected you, and she went and saw Shallow Howe with some dude, and you've been hating both her, him, and the movie ever since. That's exactly right. Timmy. No, Timmy and Stephanie. I don't know why the first name that came to my mind. <laughs> Timmy and Stephanie, I hate both. They're still together. And she asked me to dig up a body a few years later. <laughs> she did nasty to ask me to do her term paper. <laughs> I think that Caitlin Clark could have played for us this year and scored points. Did what? Caitlin Clark could have played on our team last year, the men's team, scored points. Probably. <laughs> it's not saying much. It's more of a knock on her that she could, like, she might have been, yeah, yeah. Texas, hey, Rutherford, if you had your choice, two experienced guards, would you take from the portal for the cards? Uh, McKnight, Love, Wheeler, Battle, etc. I mean, I don't have the full portal in front of me i would definitely take i mean <laughs> portal like five thousand names exactly there's i mean i think probably like seven key players have entered the portal right now i would take kirk creasa from arizona i'll tell you that much right now yeah i know you like him right I would, so and also he's got the swag he talks bleep like I, I think we need somebody like that we need a little bit of somebody with a, a, some dog in them i would definitely take i would definitely take davion mcknight i like his game i like it everything that he brings to the table as a leader. I think we need that. I would take Caleb Love. If we're talking just two out of that group, I'm probably going Love and Creesa. I don't know if there's enough time between... It's like an HBO television show. Love and Creesa. <laughs> it sounds like something you see on BH1 following, following Big Love. love Did Creesa. you know he was named after Steve Kerr? <laughs> I, I mean, Caleb Eight Love... o'clock on Wednesdays. I'm seeing a lot of debate about Caleb. I know it's easy to, he's a big name and, and fans are getting excited, but there are some fans who are like, I mean, the dude, he just had a dismal year. And it's true. Like he was, he was one of the biggest reasons why North Carolina went from preseason number one to not making the tournament. Oh, yeah. It never happened before. But I still think that if you, again, with the right coaching, which is something that we say about Sky Clark, with the right coaching in the right system, he's clearly shown that he can produce at a high level and we need those types of players. And if he doesn't get the right coaching here, guess what? We've got our answer about whether or not Kenny Payne can hack it. And I think we're going to see. It's why I'm excited about the roster that we're building. One, it gives us a chance to win. And that's my biggest thing. I want to see Louisville win basketball games. Two, if we don't win basketball games at a high level, the excuses are gone. Like, like if we don't at least get in, like, the teens of win, if we don't get at 500 or better, there's no more this is on the players. There's no more he needs time. There's no more he's been given dealt a bad hand. If he can't get... 17, 18, 19 wins with the types of guys that we're bringing in right now, he's not going to be a national title caliber coach here. And if he's not going to be a national title caliber coach here, you pull the plug. There's a lot of thing confusion on with knowing that, that Baycott's coming back. I mean, Love obviously has been told he's not going to play in the NBA, which is not sure. shocking, but right. otherwise he'd, well, he'd left for the NBA after last season and not even played this year. But I mean, with, with, with him coming back, and I mean, I'm surprised he wouldn't want to go just do that year at North Carolina. Why transfer? I mean, I wonder if there's something maybe there was some behind the scenes bickering that we don't know about between maybe him and some other players or him and coaching staff. Because I mean, with, with Baycott coming back, it almost almost makes sense that you think he would come back too. It it, it definitely is interesting. There, like, there, I would think. I don't know if he feels like he was used the wrong way. Like I mean, Baycott took his girl. 
<laughs> Baycott clearly is the best player. So, like, if Carolina wants anybody back, like, something just did not work for that team this past year. And Baycott, I don't think, was the problem. I mean, he was a third-team All-American. He put yeah. up outrageous stats. You can find, Love and Davis were the problem. You can find guards in the transport to replace them nowadays. But now you've had, like, Love's in the portal. Puff Johnson's in the portal. Um, yeah, I saw that. I, I don't know what R.J. Davis is going to do. But they've had some, like, like two of their, their, their key guards from their national title run have gone ahead and said we're leaving the program. It is kind of interesting. Texture says, uh, no, you are Card Chronicle. Your Twitter is everything Card Chronicle. This is just the podcast. Nothing else will change. The website will still be Card Chronicle. The My Twitter will still be Card Chronicle. The only thing that's changing is the basically that nobody freak out. The only, I've, I've alerted. I'm a little stressed over I think, here. I think I've explained this poorly. The only thing that's really changing is the Card Chronicle podcast will be now named something different. That's it. This website it remains unchanged. Twitter, Facebook, everything else remains unchanged. The podcast will do be something have a slightly say in different. The new name? Oh yeah, I get to name it. Oh, you do get to name it. Okay. Yeah. You just haven't decided one yet. No, I think it'll be something. I think similar, like CC Podcast or like something, you know, something to keep you in the same card sports way. podcast. You know, it'll be something, something along those lines. He's won't just say Trevor Kelsey. It's called Trevor Kelsey. Just the Trevor Kelsey podcast. No, just don't even say podcast. Just put the name Trevor. Not Kelsey. involving Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, did the Browns come to the conclusion that they won't ever win the Super Bowl, so they decided, uh, so in turn, they decided to deliver the QB slash team ownership violence throughout the league? It, they are kind of screwing everybody over here with this deal. Like, that's that's the big problem in all. In the oh, you're talking about with them getting the I Watson mean, deal. Well, it's not just, I mean, you saw, I mean, Kyler Murray signed a deal. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, I mean. And now everybody, like, all these owners are like, whoa, let's not. Let's I mean, not do this. We heard the same thing about Jacksonville months before that with the, with the, with the Cameron Kirk deal. I mean the the receiving deal that allowed you know which forced you know Tyree Kill wanting more, which enabled him to get traded, and you know Devontae Adams getting traded as well. We heard that was the Jags were blamed for the same thing because they had to give them so much more money to, for anybody to come here. First of all, Kirk actually had a pretty decent season there in Jacksonville last year, but I mean that's I, you can blame the Browns or in this case Jacksonville for this, but thing is inevitable. It's inevitable someone was going to do it sooner than later. Someone's going to give somebody a, a quarterback that contract, but everybody's like, like oh, everyone, it's everyone, everyone look, it, people talk about like how out, like it's such an outlier, like it just is, like it, it's like nobody, everyone's like you're not going to get that type of money, like nobody else is, and it was just it seems like the Browns did kind of screw over every other team that has a quarterback that's going to want what Deshaun Watson's getting, and then, like now it's like it's okay. Well, it's ma- maybe they could look at say, well, we wouldn't have gone to two hundred if, if the Chiefs hadn't done one fifty with Mahomes. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's. I mean, but somewhere it's going to keep getting more and more. I mean, it's inevitable. It's with TV rights, and I mean, it's it's a slippery slope we're heading down, and there's no way we're stopping ourselves from ever going there. Texas Alabama losing is divine intervention, considering the Brandon Miller allegations and the university's poor handling of it. I knew they had too much bad karma to win a national championship. I don't think they had bad karma. I just think they were just a young team that relied sometimes too much on him. Did you and see you the? That's what happened. God, three of nineteen. He was. Yeah, I, mean, I saw he, what he's game. the first player in tournament history to take at least forty shots and shoot below twenty percent from the field. So he had a bad game. Had a bad tournament. A little bit. A bad yeah. tournament. I mean, he's apparently he was hurt. He was dealing with a groin injury, yeah. according to Nate Oates. Did you see that some Alabama fans are blaming Nick Saban? <laughs> I guess when you've won a dozen national championships, you can take some some heat in basketball. Is that what it is? So. Saban, how is Saban? I, I'm I'm really thrilled about it. Tell me, how is Saban involved? In well, I don't know if you if you saw the quote that came out. Like Saban, 
a couple of nights before the, the the game, I don't have it in front of me, but he made some some reference to like players like in this day and age, like you can't blame the players. I'm responsible for them. Players are responsible. There's no wrong place, wrong time mentality here in college athletics. You can't. That's not an excuse. Like which ref- a, a seemingly direct reference to Nate Oates saying he was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the the Brandon Miller situation. And when Bama lost, a bunch of Bama fans were like. Saban ruined this. He injected himself into the conversation the night before our biggest game in history. No. Like the players were distracted. When somebody like that big makes it, like he caused some controversy. It got in Nate Oates' head. It was all message board stuff, which was just beautiful. It was wonderful. If that's getting in your head and cost you a Sweet 16 game, then you don't belong as head coach in any Division One school to begin with. So I doubt that's true. Well, it was the message board genius count, which is great. This is board genius. Yeah. I, I highly encourage uh, all of you to follow message board geniuses. It was great, but these were quotes from an actual Bama fan side after they lost. It was wonderful. <laughs> Nick Saban's fault. Uh, oh, Nick Saban. Texas, it feels weird to say it uh, about a team in the Final Four, but San Diego State's coaching didn't seem great, especially in the last four minutes of the games this weekend. Well, he's, it's Brandon. He's a Steve Fisher. What do you expect? Steve the the throw-in was bad. The, the, the throw-in was – that was – I always thought Fisher was already coached to begin with. Him, really, kind of. He got players. He kind of – We know that. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> We know. Texas name it the Not Card Chronicle podcast. <laughs> Texas says rename it Not Titus and Tate. How about the, the the podcast formerly known as Card Chronicle? We're not allowed to have any sort of reference to the the actual website. That's weird. Which is weird. Like, so, yeah, signing. Well, it's a podcast from the website. I know. Like, I, I did this contract, and it was all like, you know, you're signing away the, the use of the name rights, and I'm like, I kind of felt like Iron Man, where it's like, I am Iron Man. Yeah. I am the suit. We are the same. Like, I am the website. Like, I've been doing this for like 20 years now. This seems weird that I'm like. It does seem, yeah. But it was just the whole, I mean, a whole, a whole strange thing. Uh, Talk Chronicle card. Chronicle card. I don't think that's going to work. You think they've got onto that one already? <laughs> Now that Kevin Ollie is no longer part of Overtime Elite, Kenny would gain great PR by hiring him on staff solely due to his deep ties to recruits. No, don't bring in Kevin Ollie. Doesn't he? I know he won his case against UConn, but doesn't he still have a show cause against the NCAA? He got a tenure, didn't he? A what? Didn't he get a tenure show cause? He did originally, but I know he won. He won whatever his case was. I think it was just against UConn, though. I don't think it was against the Elite Eight. I could be wrong. I mean, I guess the NCA. I don't know if he's eligible to coach right now. I thought he got a big, like a ten year one, which would have been the well, fact that we're having this conversation probably says that he probably shouldn't be added to the staff. It, yeah. And also, we haven't like no no assistant is left. We don't have a spot for him. Right <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what if we don't get Ollie? What we got Todd Bozeman? Maybe did you see he was taking over his job with Overtime Elite? No, I didn't even. know. I don't follow Overtime Elite or. I don't. I mean, I just saw the headline. Stuff, yeah, Dave Leto. <laughs> Why do I know that? <laughs> he was the coach of Virginia twice. Yes. <laughs> Coach at DePaul. Didn't work out great. Uh, props to Dave. That's Lennon. like 80, isn't he? He's got to be up there. He's, yeah, he coached in Virginia like in the in the 90s, right? Dave, he's 62. No way. He's 62. When did he coach Virginia? I thought it was in like, well, I thought it was the 90s. He coached, no, 2000s. He coached at DePaul. It was, I said Virginia twice. He coached at DePaul twice. He coached at DePaul from 02 to 05, Virginia from 05 to 09, and then he was back at DePaul from 2015 to 2021. All of those failed since, pretty oh, much, yeah. besides the first DePaul one. Well, the first Paul one, he came in after, I think, was it after uh, your dude with uh, Quentin Richardson? Pat right? Kennedy. Pat Kennedy got yeah. caught cheating again. Yeah. Like, he got caught cheating at Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> he still only went to one NCAA tournament. He beat Dayton, by the way. My freshman year, Dayton lost to DePaul in the tournament in overtime. 
is still their most recent tournament appearance and their I mean, most recent win. That's his only tournament appearance. Tournament appearances was irrelevant. The fact they were able to keep not one, two, but three good recruits from Chicago at DePaul, no matter how much they paid them, I know, but they were able to keep three guys there. That was that in itself was an accomplishment. He was the CBI runner-up in 2019. <laughs> Richard, it was Richardson, Hunter, and Simmons were the three. Man, we still kicked their ass. That's when, I, that's when DePaul Day became a thing. When we couldn't lose to them then, I was like, you know what? We're never losing to them. All right, couple uh, tonight, we got women's college basketball, two Elite Eight games, Maryland, South Carolina at 7 o'clock. What do you think the line is on this game? A two-seed versus a one-seed. Maryland's been Maryland's been great. Maryland's awesome. Uh, I'll say Maryland's getting eight points. 14-and-a-half. South Carolina's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they probably cover tonight. Might cover. Maryland's good. I mean, I'll be rooting for Maryland. That's for you, John Renshaw. South, uh, South Carolina wins covers. That's what I'm saying. Uh, seven o'clock on East. We've split with Maryland a couple times, tournament, haven't we? We mm-hmm. upset them one year. I know, like in we the did. late eight, but then they beat us like twice in a row in the second round. I think they beat. They were one of our two second round losses under Jeff. I think yeah. they. That's them, where he came. And Paul's got the other. Yeah. Uh, Nine o'clock on ESPN. Third seeded Ohio State taking on top seed Virginia Tech, who knocked us out of the uh, the ACC tournament. Back a couple of Sundays ago, VT is a three-point favorite in Seattle. Who you got to get? Oh, I'm I'm all about Katie Smith and the Buckeyes. Told you, Katie. That's 93. That's I'm not going to let it go. I hold on to it. Ohio State, their second Final Four since 1993 happens tonight. The two teams in that Final Four are going back for the first time ever since then, and I went Ohio State. That is hilarious. Give me the Hokies. ACC, <laughs> ACC, nah, ACC. Hokies I only I only root ACC and, and the men's and. and and when it, it pisses off Kentucky fans. Hokies win. Hokies go to the Final Four. Complete the quartet of teams that are headed to Dallas. All Texas Final Four this year. Kind of weird. Men's and women's. Yeah. All right. That's, that's All right. Everyone have a fantastic Monday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at 3. Okay. <laughs> Lock the front door.